Hello guys and girls, and welcome to episode 107 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. You can also catch the show live in VR and chat with other like-minded VR enthusiasts using big screen TV. The show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, and on Spotify. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat, and we'll try and answer as many questions as we can. Now it's time for me to introduce you to the team. First up, this guy loves nothing more than to go deep diving in a simulation within a simulation, it's the Westworld Warrior. It's the rowdy guy. How you doing, man? You're right. I'm I'm all right. I'm all right indeed. I, I dove into Westworld, but uh, I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, but yeah, I'm all right. I'm feeling a little bit under the weather. It's has nothing to do with that I'm managing the show at the moment. But um, <laughs> you can probably hear my voice. That my voice has had a, a a couple of rough nights, like a couple of rough nights. Yeah, it's been rowdy nights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so prayers in the chat for a speedy recovery for Rowdy because he's got yeah. a, an even busier week next week. Well, we all have, in fact. Um, yeah, so fingers crossed you feel better soon, dude. Uh, next up, is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's Iron Nathy patrolling the skies in Tony Stark's Iron Man suit. It's my Dutch brother from another mother. It's, of course, Nathy. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty, pretty good. <laughs> It's great to be on the show, first of all. And second yes. of all, I see someone in the chat saying that uh, it's Steve, actually, who says, I'm about to mow my lawn while listening live. Oh, well, <laughs> seems the lawnmower. The lawnmower. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how that, how that, what kind of experience that is, like listening to us while doing something that is also very important at the same well, time. You know, you know that that would make Steve the lawnmower man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, welcome to the show, Steve. Glad you're uh, you're listening. Um, Zim. Sadly, he's not here this week. Uh, he's already out in sunny California. Uh, he's already out there trying some VR stuff already before Oculus Connect even starts. So he's uh, doing some stuff behind the scenes, trying some VR demos, uh, and of course we'll be meeting up with him uh, during the week. So he's not going to be with us this show, but he's with us in spirit, and that's what matters. <laughs> Uh, last but by no means least, uh, myself, the host of the show, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. We've got a really busy show for you today. Some of the highlights include some concerns we have uh, about the news of the Vive Cosmos controller battery life. So we'll be getting into that. Batman Arkham VR is getting uh, Valve Index controller support this week, which is uh, an awesome little uh, little Easter egg for us. A new VR stealth game sneaks onto Kickstarter called Panther VR. Nathie's going to give you the lowdown on the latest releases to look forward to next week as Zim's away. And then finally, we'll round up the show with our spicy predictions as for what will be announced during Oculus Connect next week. But of course, let's start the show off by finding out what everyone's been playing this week and their highlight of the week. And of course, feel free to join in in the chat. We always love to hear what you guys and girls have been playing as well. So let's pass it over to Rowdy, see what he's been up to. 
Yeah, well, what I've been playing this week is like, like you said in the introduction already, like I have been playing some, uh, some Westworld. I actually thought, because you guys all said, you know, it's more of a, of a narrative experience. So I thought, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to give it a shot and see what happens. Um, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's, it's very different from like the, the regular games that you expect from, uh, from Servios. It's much less of an arcade title, I think, uh, than the other ones. Um, what, what did annoy me and it might, it might also, uh, be due to the difficulty that I said it is that like everything is like repeated so many times when you need to do something for example like um when I had to like pick up a key like I literally saw the key as soon as soon as she said it but by the time I walked to the key she had repeated already like four or five times saying I think there is a key somewhere around here oh the uncle said that there was a key around here and I was like crying out just shut up for a moment let me pick up this key like you know like that that kind of stuff, I get that. You know, maybe it's also because I set the difficulty maybe too low, and like those hints are like being given like the entire time. Uh, but that did get on my nerves a little bit. Um, but yeah, a great experience, visually stunning. Like uh, I've been trying to like really get the max out of my new RTX twenty eighty Ti, and like w- some of those titles, they they really look amazing, especially at like ninety frames per second or eighty frames per second. <laughs> Yeah, nice, nice. And in terms of um, the sort of the storyline, did you did you watch the show? I can't remember if you said you did yeah, last time. Yeah, I, I watched the uh, the first season. I did watch uh, the second season. I actually never really got into. I don't know if I actually started watching it or I just didn't bother at all. I liked the first season actually, but mm-hmm. I I don't know if I I don't think I really liked the ending uh, because mm-hmm. it it ended on like a real big cliffhanger and. I was like, this is this is kind of what I was expecting, like the entire time already to happen much sooner. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was a bit like, yeah. I, I, I never watched the second season. But I was watching some of your gameplay and it looked like uh, this, this game has a lot more horror sort of type of elements in it. Like you're being mm-hmm. stalked sometimes, right? By like mm-hmm. a, a bad dude. Yeah, I, I wouldn't really call it like, horror because it's not like horror like it is like for example resident evil or something because i mean you do have a hunter Mm -hmm. but it's still not it's much more like a like a thriller experience they don't really do jump scares that i i haven't really encountered any jump scares so i think that's a good thing Mm -hmm. because i'm not a big fan of those um but they they do build tension very well in the game Uh, Mm. if there is something like a like a thriller vr game then i think that is like a right fit yeah yeah, that's a nice way of describing it. And in terms of like uh, gameplay, have you finished the the experience yet? Or no, you just I, still... I haven't yet. Like I finished actually the the first chapter. Um, I finished that. That's what I did the gameplay of. And I also finished uh, the second chapter, which I actually liked a lot more because it's much. The, the first chapter is much more um, goal directed. Like you have a set narrative that you need to follow. The second chapter is like that as well, but it mm. feels a little bit more free. In the second chapter mm. that you can actually explore a bit more you need to go and pick things up you need to make sure that you avoid uh, the hunter and that that kind of stuff so I, I like that better while in the first one you really don't have a way of avoiding him you really need to run into him um so mm. yeah uh, i think that is actually a, a little bit better i haven't finished the game though yet yeah yeah the, the, you play the this one as well like, is, is yeah. really stupid though <laughs> Oh, she is. <laughs> Especially she, if it's on easy I mean, mode. Yeah, of course. Like, but I mean, I can imagine that they like, of course, like because she lives in Westworld, she's never in, in, encountered any like you know advanced technology that kind of stuff. But at the right. same time, like you know, you need to operate like an iPad, and she catches on on that like like yeah. instantly, like yeah. snap on, like pop pop pop. Yeah, everything works. But then like, what is this? What is this? Yeah. This 
thunder coming out of these wires. Like it's like <laughs> crying out loud. Come on, you guys have electricity there, right? <laughs> so yeah, that yeah, was terrifying. Spoopy, yeah, spoopy stuff. I, I thought this would be your jam because you like narrative-driven games. So I thought yeah, you'd probably I enjoy do. this one. So it's good yeah. to hear that you did. Uh, but how did you find this one then, Nathie? Did you enjoy Westworld when you played it? Because I know you played it on the channel, right? Yeah. No, I, I I do agree with Rowdy the second because you have different chapters. First one is like really, it's it's, it's let's say the the first chapter is is more like typical Westworld, like a good introduction, mm. and then the second. <laughs> Chapter is is it feels more open, feels more like okay, yeah, I really need to think for myself now, um, mm. and 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 usually, of course, like the first parts of a game are more tutorial and more startups, um, mm. but maybe maybe the problem with uh, this Westworld VR game is that it has a slow start that they're trying to hold your hand a little bit too long. Because I don't think uh, changing the difficulty matters in terms of like how much dialogue they try to <laughs> cram in there to make clear what you need to do. Um, the right. only thing that changes if you like uh, uh, switch the, the difficulty is that it doesn't highlight objects anymore. Yeah. So the key will not be highlighted. But I, I, I got to agree with Rowdy. Like the, you, you have to open a door the first time this key is like in, in just an eyesight straight away. It's They're not even trying to hide it. But... What is more annoying than you just start a game and then you can't even find a key or like I, I didn't even start yet. So I, I, yeah. I do get it. Yeah. And hats off to Servios because like Rowdy pointed out at the beginning, you know, it's a very different game from what they've previously made. You know, they make a lot of really fun arcade titles because they own a, a series of VR arcades, which makes total sense. Uh, so this is kind of a bit of a, a strange step for them because even mm. the Walking Dead experience that I tried back at Gamescom was very arcadey. Um, whereas this seems a, a bit more sort of like a, a mainstream story-driven narrative game. I do. I do think uh, like, because obviously uh, rowdy hasn't tried walking dead um it's very similar and and it is arcadey in in some way but right okay it's it's like a typical servios game i feel like servios has made so many games now that you can almost identify what that's like playing mm. uh, playing a title that servios made it's mm. maybe it's what what does arcadey mean in 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 your eyes I think, you know, um, for me, Arcady, and certainly the way I, I felt playing The Walking Dead was that there was a lot of like um, stuff in my face uh, that was kind of mm. like, like you said, hand holding me through the experience where I don't yeah. feel like I need that anymore. And certainly I'd like to have the option to turn all that stuff off. Um, but also like with the, the knife, for example, like it's got a really nice melee mechanic in The Walking Dead where you can dismember zombies which is super satisfying but they do it with these kind of like knife trails mm -hmm. and it's like fruit uh, ninja. That kind of, exactly <laughs> and that kind of takes out some of the realism for me um and then you know a lot of the objects are kind of brightly highlighted yeah. and again you know especially in a real world setting it kind of just it, it takes you out of the experience a little bit you're, you're sort of reminded that you're playing a game where yeah, you really right. you want to forget that you're playing a game and get lost into the world but again like you say they've almost got like a hallmark uh you know way of making games and not like that it's a and bad also, thing but it I, is what I it think is what also like makes like a like an arcade experience is if if you take like you know the, the gameplay that you're going to play and you, you put yourself into whatever scene, whatever chapter that the game sets in and you can like pick up immediately. I think that's much more arcadey kind of feel because you know, you don't want different environments. You want to, you know, fast gameplay while in Westworld, because it's much more like a narrative experience. 
it's very hard to just be dropped somewhere in the middle, immediately get what's going on and know what you need to do. But with, for example, something like raw data or like a sprint factor, um, if, if you get dropped into that game and like, you know, like the, the second yeah. level or whatever, you, you'll pick it up immediately. You know what mm. you need to do. You need to kill everything yeah. you see or you need to sprint through the through hoops or whatever it is. Uh, so yeah. I, I think that's also a little bit more like defining of like what, you know. Uh, I, I, yeah. I think in the end, I don't think it's a question if Servios wants to make something that is more realistic. I think the most of the games they made so far are requests from big companies. AMC mm. wants to have a Walking Dead game. It's not that Servios thought like, hey, let's make a Walking Dead game. It's like mm. a request from them. And it's the same with HBO, with Westworld. And usually those marketing peeps, they just want to have a game that is easy to understand, easy to play. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's the difference. Uh, the difference is, is that if you buy an IP, you know, like you can buy, let's say, Splinter Cell, you can buy Assassin's Creed as an IP and then make a game about it if you get permission at least. And then you can kind of do what you want. It depends on how popular this IP is, you know. Mm. Um, so, and then the other games they make that are not requests are usually based on what they made before. And what's nicer than if you got a lot of money to make Westworld, the VR game, and you can use all those mechanics to make another game, um, <laughs> yeah. then I totally get it. But I would love to see something more realistic from them for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I do like I, the I, progression least... that we're seeing, mm. like with like a lot of those like survey standards again, that it gets much more like uh, maybe visceral isn't like the right word, but it gets much more like hands-on. You need to physically pick up much more stuff. You know, they have those mechanisms that they use in The Walking Dead as well with like, you know, the, the, where the, the, you put the axe in someone's head and you just get like this member. You know, you see these kind of like game mechanics that are getting ported from game to game to game. You see like that overall system just improving. I think that is just awesome. Yeah, yeah, and, and they do make it, you know, a, div a diverse set of games. You know, like Battle Wake is very different. Yeah. You know, Walking Dead is very different, and Sprint Vector is a very different game as well. So, hats off to them. Uh, looking mm. forward to see what uh, they bring to the table next. But yeah, interesting. Uh, your thoughts on Westworld, uh, Rowdy? Uh, so let's pass it over to Nathy then. Uh, what about you then, dude? What did you play uh, this week? So I did not play that much, um, but I do want to highlight something though. Uh, okay. I saw a video yesterday uh, on YouTube of a VR uh, Phil. He's like the community manager of VR chat. And he did a tour of a world that the Japanese community built called, uh, I think it was called Virtual uh, Market, where they have this huge city with all these little shops in there where people can sell their own virtual items. And this was the first time where I was like, this, this looks legit. You know, we have seen experiences before where, you know, you can buy a car in VR or you can do this, but this is something that seems to work. And there are people in there to buy avatars, buy items or buy an entire like house. You can just buy stock things there. Um, and it was not just, hey, I go there to buy. No, it was like a living city where you could call each other with a little like phone. You could uh, jump into a photo booth and then appear on these big like uh, uh, Times Square screens. And Panasonic <laughs> apparently is sponsoring this whole thing. They invested wow. into this and it's huge. You have like different, like usually when you jump into VR chat, you can go into different worlds. So you have virtual market one is like the entrance, but then you have like more and more and more because apparently it's so big that they had to even have more worlds. It's amazing. And they have a currency you can buy with real money there. And it's mm -hmm. it's super fun. You can try those items like you would in a in a store. So um, this is in VR chat, right? Yes. 
Yeah. So the question is, at this market, can you buy a Zemeckis cube and a holy hand grenade? <laughs> that is the question. That will be a good uh, one. Or, 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 or in, a haptic in, boot suit. Exactly. But that's, you know, if you watch Ready Player One and, and you saw the part where they go into the shop in VR, it's it's the same thing. And, mm. you know, like I've seen so many, so many companies like trying to pull this off, but this is the first time I see it work, you know, where this community yeah. is like, hey, and right now, most of it is in Japanese. Some parts are translating by itself, but it's it's super fun to see. It's uh, I, I would definitely recommend people to to check it out. Mm. I mean, VR chat is free. The items might not be free, but there are parts where it is <clears throat> like um, you know where things are free, and it's so random. You have uh, parts where you have this booth where it's a it's a classroom and you can buy all these like kawaii outfits of like uh, like school uniforms and things like that but then next to that there's like this like this booth with like office uh stuff so you can buy a chair and like a computer and like these 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 old school calendars it's like all there <laughs> or food you can buy like uh squee squeezies you know in 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 shapes of food I, I think it's cool. I think VRChat is really setting, like they yeah. keep, and, and they have so many game modes too. I saw someone playing Alien Isolation in VRChat with that actual scanner and it was working. <laughs> they make game modes there. And it was one thing that Phil said that I thought was super, super cool. So let's say you're listening to this podcast and you you don't have access to VRChat. VR Phil uh, has like this this channel, VR Pill, by the way. It's not Phil. I always say Phil, but it's Pill. Um, he has a channel, he's, do he's doing all these tours, so you can also just watch it and not go in there. It's totally up to you. But he said that there was this one booth he <coughs> went into where this guy, he sold some kind of package that allowed you to use your own avatar that you had in an RPG. And then he said, the future is going to be like this, where everyone has their own avatar. And you can play, let's say, the next Call of Duty or the next whatever game, and you can just use your own avatar and and play mm -hmm. as yourself. Yeah, and that's I think he's go right. So horribly wrong, right? You're gonna you're gonna see like people like dressed up as like a like a bunny or something like going to war or like uh, you know you're gonna get like the craziest stuff. <laughs> I think it's awesome yeah. though, but yeah, it's gonna be mental. Yeah. So that 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 was something that I was like super surprised by. Paradise DK is asking. But Nathan, can you buy ET lost cartridges? No, I think they're all buried <laughs> deep under the ground in Mordor. No, I didn't yeah. see those. Um, I, I right now it felt very like when I watched the video, very Japanese. Um, but I I did see even like uh, against gravity and others who are also running a social app, uh, showing a lot of interest because this mm. is a way to have your like, well, let's say make money. It's like mm. microtransactions in some way. But on the other side. I think having a currency in VR chat that is not just a game, it's like an actual civilization in virtual reality. That's what it is. I, it makes total sense to have a currency in there. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you think of the early days of World of World of Warcraft and uh, like, you know, um, what was that? Uh, Second Life, you know, people thought it was ridiculous that people were selling like virtual items. Yeah. And then next thing you know, there's like the first, uh, you know, Second Life millionaire you know, being announced yeah. and you're like, holy crap, you know, people are spending a lot of money. So I think, you know, once it gets good enough that people are willing to part with their cash, then yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be huge business, especially if you run that platform and, you know, you run that currency, yeah. then but it, you're it, going to be in. It's funny to see, let's say, apps like Sensar and also High Fidelity and some others. They tried, Sodium space. but then, yeah. and but then they 
like some of them move away and they they invest more into let's say esports or other mm. things where VR chat just lets the community figure it out and for everything is a time I think like a, a year ago this wouldn't really be possible yet or someone wouldn't really come up with the idea they just wait mm. and see and now suddenly this guy said like listen I have this whole world ready can you import it they work together with the Japanese community to make it happen and then you see it just works because it comes from themselves. And I think that's the best. If you're a corporation and you want to create something for people that you don't really level with, mm. it's hard to make it happen. But these guys are like this, that this one guy who made it, who made the marketplace itself, the world, is just making the world and then the rest can come in and sell. So mm. it's like a gathered thing. And yeah, it's just the user who made it. So. I like the idea of it for sure. For sure. It'd be interesting yeah. to see which one will be the first to take off and be like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm curious too. Yeah. 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 Um, so, what about the chat? What did they play uh, this week? Any good suggestions? Yeah. So, uh, oh. No, go Sorry. ahead. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Okay, cool. Uh, so, Wato UK uh, played Control and Gears 5. Uh, and he also jumped back into No Man's Sky and VR. I did see an article. I'm not sure if maybe I, I, I misread it, but there was like a patch again. But this time, it wasn't really in people's favor, where it seemed like it was more performance-heavy than before. I don't know. Correct oh. me if I'm wrong, but and this was, of course, PC. I don't think PlayStation, like PlayStation, has been has had had, had like a very solid version of No Man's mm. Sky of all <clears throat> platforms, I would say. Um, so then we have VR Buck who played Lone Echo via uh, Revive on the Index. And mm. uh, uh, Pavlov, uh, Prop Hunt. And I, I can tell you, like, I played a few games too uh, on on Oculus Home with my index. Like, these controllers, they are very similar to the touch. Yeah. And they, yeah. you can, you can, you can pretty much play everything now in, in a way where it's not frustrating. And that was a problem before with the Vive ones. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting that, you know, the most exciting games for for Valve Index owners right now are going to be Oculus titles because, yeah. you know, you've got Stor Stormland, yeah. Asgard's Wrath, this Respawn game that's, that's bound to be awesome. You know, these games, games are likely... Have, like, some kind of like finger tracking yeah. or finger movement. Although it won't be the same, of course, but, it, you know, it'll yeah. still be good enough. But, yeah. you know, these games are, are going to be released before the Valve game is. You know, yeah. Valve does it things but on their own time, so... As, as, you said last, as you said last podcast, like, if they would open up, then they would have a crazy user base. Like, so many people yeah. would join this platform and would really become a, you know, uh, customer. So, I yeah. like, they, they are missing out right now. I think a lot of people would totally, by now... Just be mm. like, you know what? I don't care anymore. Just give me freaking games. And if that's Oculus yeah. uh, exclusives, whatever. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see. At, at least we have Revive, you know, and Revive oh, isn't going yeah. anywhere because Palmer Lucky put some money into Revive mm. a while back. So I think uh, Revive is a blessing. Revive yeah, is a blessing. SideQuest is a blessing. Thank you. Uh, every, like, thank you to everyone who is putting time into open VR in that sense. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, then we have Eric uh, Hartley who played Groundhog Day, Battlewake, Ballistic NG, and more Elite Dangerous in VR, plus some fun not yet yet released quest stuff, and mm. a lot of Untitled Goose game on flat PC and Switch. <laughs> I knew he was going to mention uh, that game. I've been playing that Goose game as well on the Switch. I completed it this morning. It's what hilarious. It? So it's basically just a, a, it's not a VR game. I should. Okay. That. But but basically, it's a game on Switch and PC where you play a goose, 
uh, and you basically just waddle around and honk at people and you're just a jerk. Like the goose is a real jerk. He just upsets people, ruins their day, but it's the funniest game ever. Like I love it. I completed it this morning. It's super short, like three hours, but a lot of fun. So, so, so there's no that. Labo VR uh, support? Not yet. No, no, not yet. No, goose vision. Oh my God. Oh, you can maybe amazing. use that. Uh, yeah. That oh. would be, but it's like the as of the bird then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that and then would you work. can honk. Oh, yeah. Oh, I need to reach out to them. I need to reach out to them and tell them that, that this exists. <laughs> yeah, you should. Yeah. You should. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, this week uh, I've been I've been testing stuff out. Like you'll probably notice in the background here, I've got this uh, sub pack uh, M2. It's the sort of limited edition Beat Saber edition, which is uh, really cool. Uh, sub pack in Beat Saber were kind enough to send one out for me to check out this week. Uh, so I've been testing that out with a bunch of games and different headsets as well to see how it works on different platforms. Of course, playing a lot of Beat Saber with it, which is you know what it's all about because it's branded that way. Um, but if you don't know what a sub pack is, you know, Zim talks about it quite a lot on the show. He's sort of like the sub pack aficionado. <laughs> um, but basically, you know, the way I've been using it is uh, using Bluetooth with my PC and then using uh, the the audio mirror in Steam VR or in Oculus Home uh, to basically mirror the audio source from the headset to the sub pack. And then when you play a game, basically all the deep bass in the game uh, gets hammered on your back so you know especially games like beat saber it's perfect for that you know uh you you really feel the music yeah. as well as hearing it as well uh and that's really what it's designed for, for it's like for, a sub bassy music subwoofer, right it's like a backpack yeah. with a subwoofer built in it's not a haptic suit i, I do sometimes no. pe see people being confused uh but it's just yeah. a bass yeah, exactly. It, it, the way I would describe it is that if you're if you ever went to like a music event and you stood next to the speaker and you feel the bass going through your body, that's exactly what it feels like wearing one of these. Um, so you're right. It, it's good for like music games, but it's not like a haptic vest for all games. Um, and this is the thing. Like I was testing it out, of course, with Beat Saber, but I wanted to try it out with the Quest. Uh, and the PSVR. And with the Quest, obviously, you can't connect it via Bluetooth, so you have to use like a, the 3.5 millimeter cable comes in the box with it. And I thought, well, what would be a good game to play on the Quest with it? So um, I was looking through the store, and then I ended up playing Racket NX uh, with this. Mm. And, and Racket NX has got an awesome soundtrack to it, like a really thumping soundtrack. So it actually turned out to be like the perfect game to play this with. And uh, I really got into it actually. And I feel like it added more to the experience than when I previously played Racket NX. And I was really digging it and I ended up like playing it for a lot longer than I anticipated. And, you know, Racket NX, if you're not familiar with the game, it's basically like a, a mix of like breakout and squash uh, in VR. So if you can imagine like a squash court, and you've got a racket, and and in in Racket NX it's like a 360 court, and then there's like glowing tiles on the wall, and you've got to like kind of hit the ball into those tiles to to shut them off. That's kind of like the breakout element of it. Um, but it's just it's just a lot of fun, and and the music keeps you pumped, and you can turn around 360 without having to worry about wires because you know you're you're using the Quest, so it's it's really a great experience uh, to to use this. And you know, have some fun and get a bit of exercise in VR. So if you haven't tried Racket NX, uh, go check it out on the Quest. And if you're interested in the sub pack, it is quite expensive for what it is. I think it is like quite expensive, and it's funny that someone even mentioned. He said like, "Oh, that's that's another you know toy for like VR nerds that have a lot of money." And I was like, "Yeah, he's right because it is expensive and yeah. still expensive because I own a sub pack for I think two years now, and of course yeah. this is this limited edition. You pay." 
maybe a bit too much for i mean in the end what you see is like they put like a sticker or the, i don't know how they did it but they put like the beat saber thing over it but you can also just buy a standard one that does exactly the same thing it maybe looks cooler this way but the, the black one is also super clean yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I wouldn't say um, it's essential. I wouldn't say it's an essential purchase. It is expensive. It's like 350 bucks, yeah. 350 pounds. Um, but, you know, if if Beat Saber is like your jam, yeah, like of Beat course. Saber is the nah, only game the you play. Yeah, you know, yeah. like say, you know, people like uh, like Rage Sack and uh, I know some other, yeah. some Beat yeah. Saber streamers got them as well because they're dedicated to, to Beat Saber. If you're into it that much, then yeah, I, I would mm -hmm. say go for it because it really does add to the experience. And I can't I see anyone to it. play. Yeah, sure, like, go for it. Like, cause it, like, Beat Saber and Racket NX are all like very physical games, you know. And and these things they they kind of like make you sweat a lot. And to have something like a backpack on there is that like some kind of like cushioning in between, like in the uh, in the thing, or is it like really like straight to your back? Because that's gonna make like you know it's gonna get like yeah. soaked. So so it is quite slim, but yeah, it is straight on your back because the subs need to like kick on your back. Um, but more like when I get hot, I'm I'm normally hot more around my face than anywhere else um, when I play like VR and get really sweaty. So it's not too bad. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, it's it's not essential for for most VR games. But if you like music rhythm games, then you know maybe go check it out. Um, but I am I am actually planning to play it with a PSVR uh, this weekend playing Firewall because I'm interested to see uh, in a shooter experience if it adds mm. more to the experience like with the gunshots yeah. and stuff. It's uh, it's interesting. Like I, from my experience, it, it's really rhythm-based titles that you want to play with that. Um, and, but like Haptic Suits, like for example, the one from B Haptics, it's like very limited of what you can do right now. If you want to feel a gunshot in your in your left or right, then you need to hope that the firewall devs, for example, made support for that. Mm. And there is no existing thing that does that. And and with, with the sub pack, it can't really direct you in that sense. Yeah. Of course, it can point out danger. I mean, if an explosion of a grenade is very close, then you will hear more bass, but it's still bass and it's not the impact you feel. The, the ideal thing would be if like, uh, like a company like this would actually get picked up by something bigger. And then uh, you would get like integration into all of the games that uh, that those people make. I think something yeah. if you get something like this, that will really push that technology forward. Since then, people get to experience that, and it makes more sense to buy something because it's for yeah. like a lot more titles. Yeah, it's worth mentioning, like with the, with the sub pack, you know, this is for music aficionados as well. So, like, you know, if you mm -hmm. want to listen to your favorite music, you could you could hook this up to your phone, for example, yeah. and listen to your music this way as well, not just Beat Saber or VR. Yeah. But to yeah. compare it to like the B Haptics, uh, you know, haptic vest, um, it, it's different. You know, like with the B Haptics, it's very precise um, when it's implemented in a game, but it's not as strong. Whereas I think this does give a punchier kick, but of course, it's just on your back. So that's that's the biggest yeah. difference, I would say. Yeah, true, but but very cool, nevertheless. And uh, yeah, I appreciate them sending it out, uh, <laughs> and I'll be covering it in more detail when I get back from OC OC six. Um, so let's jump into some news then. First bit of news this week is some spicy news. <laughs> oh, spicy! Hmm. Spicy. Uh, okay. Because last last week on the podcast we talked about the specs, of course, for the brand new VR headset from HTC, the Vive Cosmos. You know, we were finally blessed with the information that we wanted um, and one of the things i said you know during the specs that i was concerned about was the controllers now the reason why i was uh, concerned about the controllers was that 
if you look at what the Windows Mixed Reality uh, controllers do, you know they they use light tracking similar to that of this new Cosmos. It uses light tracking as well. So if you look at the Cosmos controllers, they've got this kind of like tribal looking pattern on the controller ring, and that that's there so the headset cameras can track the controllers in your physical space and then they're represented in the virtual world playing a VR game. Now, the problem with using light tracking technology is what we found with the Windows Mixed Reality platform is that it's very power intensive because essentially you've got two bright torches in your hands <laughs> that are shining light out. So they're going to be draining like power torches. very quickly. Exactly. So Oculus use a different method. They use infrared, which is more power efficient, and they only use a single AA battery for their controllers, and they, they last surprisingly a long time for, for what they do. Um, but anyway, we were concerned about the battery life. Another guy out there was clearly concerned about it as well, reached out to HTC and said, look, can these controllers be rechargeable? And HTC responded by saying, no, uh, they take AA batteries, but you'll get two hours of nonstop gaming out of them. <laughs> and this this, this like uh, got screenshotted. Rowdy shared it. I shared it on Twitter. A few of us were asking for HTC to for clarification as well, if this was true or not. Uh, we got no response. Um, but you've got to bear in mind, you know, these, these Cosmos controllers, they take two AA batteries. And then if they're only lasting two hours, you know, Per session, that's four AA batteries you're replacing like each two hours, which is insane. Like we've we've never seen anything like this in VR. Like even Windows Mixed Reality wasn't that bad. Yeah, so um, a lot of people out there were like, "Yeah, don't worry about it." You know, the, the 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 Vive account wasn't verified that posted this reply. So I was like, "Okay, fair enough." You know, I'll wait for them to officially respond. They didn't, but then tested. Obviously, got their early hands on with the Cosmos, and then stated in their video review as well two-hour battery life. So again, it adds more credibility to the fact that this is the this is what came out. Whether it's true or not, again, we still don't know 100%, but I think it's going to be likely yeah. uh, to be the case. Um, but what do you guys think of this, like well, a two-hour battery life? Well, first of all, uh, I see Eric saying that the screenshot that got posted showed a unverified HTC Vive account. So that yeah, could be that it's, but then it's weird. Like there is something fake coming out, but then tested comes out <laughs> and then it kind of backs each other up. That's, but, well, it could be that someone tried to make fake news and then in the end, it actually became something that is, you know, actually but, uh, real. Apparently, news. it wasn't an unverified account because if you go in, into the conversation, when you scroll down a conversation, then for some reason, that take is not always apparent. Uh, since you shared another uh, screenshot uh, of it as well. That, oh, uh, that I see that. another thing that I do see is that, and again, this is Eric Hartley against whatever. Uh, he says also that Norm stated he had heard reports of two hours battery life, <coughs> not experiencing uh, uh. it himself. So you think that this could be fake news? I Like the thing is, if this is fake or not, right now it's like you have a social media account this person who's running this social media account of HTC Vive is wearing sandwiches on their ears and is not posting anything. Yeah. If right now, technically it's hurting sales because people yeah. are like, yeah, mm, I don't know. Or they wait, they don't pre-order because usually pre-ordering is like, you don't know what you're going to get into. Um, mm -hmm. But this is kind of slowing that down a little bit. Um, yeah, I like... I, I first want to see when this comes out, if that's true or not. I mean, two hours seems very... Very unlikely. That's like below what consumers expect. Yeah. Two hours is is. I, what are we talking about? What is at least like a decent amount of hours to have a controller in in this like this year, two thousand nineteen? 
I, you know, I think okay. Oculus did it right, you know. With I feel like Michael's Rose, usually when I play with controllers, like, and I don't play, like, let's say six hours a day. I, I feel yeah. like usually after a week, I need to charge them and then yeah, and I, that's I do reasonable. it again. And that's yeah, with, with the touch, that's with the, even the index controllers. Uh, that's quite normal, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But like you said, this this is the thing. You know, if I was HTC and seeing all this, I'd be like getting right on yeah. it, confirming it or denying it. Because <laughs> yeah. either way, that it's annoyed me them. too. It annoyed me so much that I was like, I'm just gonna tag some people who work there, <laughs> and and then they they don't respond, and in the middle they just uh, post all these reviews again of all like CNET this and that. Like, did you see that review of CNET saying like, wow, 90 hertz, it's amazing. I'm like, in what age do we live? Are we yeah. like they they give it to the, well, I mean. You could say they give it to the wrong people, but actually they give it to the right people because these people don't really know. Where they if they give it to you, it's in. like you get a different story. But with them, it's like, yeah. wow. And this does good on social media. If you have all these, let's say, CNETs posting together, yeah. it gets this positive vibe of like, oh yeah, hmm, this is good. It, it, it's so funny. It's like these websites, like when they test these VR headsets, it's like that's the, that's the last time they tried a headset was the, the last review they did of the other headset. It's not like they're playing with VR in between, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it, it's just Well, ridiculous. you need to, like, but... I think if you're a tech website, at least, you need to take your responsibility. If you're more like all over yeah. the place, then you can't blame them for not having tried every headset. But talking about 90 hertz is like the, the next big thing. I'm like, I don't know, that, yeah. that should be standard by now uh, in, in some way. Um, I, yeah, I reached it's, out it's, to them uh, as well. Uh, and I, I kept on like, you know, I think they were getting a bit irritated by how many questions I asked them because uh, uh, like I kept on going. Uh, first, they said that they had no specifics. Um, and then they said that there were specific specifics, but they weren't allowed to share them yet. Uh, which I find strange for like but a controller battery life. And then they, uh, the last th thing they said is that uh, they have specifics, but they're not sharing them at the moment. But that we can, that but that they can assure multiple hours of gameplay time. And also but they mentioned that it, it 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 varies according to the game. So if you play a game with a lot of haptics, then they will yeah, but decrease I, in battery. If you don't use them, then they'll last a very but long I, I time. I feel like you're you're asking it to someone who doesn't really know what of this course. product is and how it works. <clears throat> it's it's like, this sounds like they're hiding the fact that it might be two hours, but I don't think that's the case. It's no. communication they don't that know. just kicks in. They don't know. And because of these answers, they make themselves more suspicious Worse. while they don't yeah. really know what's going on. It's so stupid. Like, please, HTC. <laughs> Get someone behind your social media accounts that just you could just simply say, well, we're gonna. It's not. It's not two hours. It's actually longer, and that's it. And then you just wait until it comes out, and you yeah, give the actual exactly. hours. Uh, fine, you know. But this is this is yeah. bad for for your consumers, for the people that wanted to buy this, are maybe mm. have their money in there and are now like, hmm, maybe I should pull back. It's so yeah. stupid. It's it's such a shame. And I feel like I don't know about you all, but. This could be the last, like, if, if you keep doing stuff like this, like, it hurts, and then it could also be your last consumer headset in that case. I, I, again, I think arcade-wise, they're doing great, but yeah. they're not they're not just doing that well with consumers. There's, like, this mm. gap between them, consumers, <laughs> and them asking questions, and <laughs> the heck? I don't, yeah, I don't know what's true. going no. on. Exactly. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Although, you know, obviously it's not officially confirmed yet, but that's the rumor anyway. I thought I'd address yeah, it on rumor. the show. It does sound if, like if you, a rumor for sure. If you've pre-ordered one, you know, like me, I pre-ordered one, uh, and you're concerned about battery life, I would suggest that you invest in some rechargeable batteries anyway, even if it's not two hours uh, that they last. And I would recommend yeah. the Panasonic Eneloops. They're really good rechargeable batteries. You can get them on Amazon. Um, 
but yeah, we'll see. Obviously, as soon as we get back oh. from Connect, yeah, it's going to be here. And so also, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know. Also, I, I know that for a fact that people from HTC are listening to our podcast. If someone is listening now and is like, "Yeah, maybe we should," I mean, we're happy to give a statement. If they have an answer, we're happy to tell everyone here that it might have been fake, it, it's real, whatever. Just just reach out to us. I mean, we're we're open for that. Right now, we're also like in the dark with stuff like this, yeah. and it sucks for yeah. everyone. Yeah, it does. Agreed. So that is the news about the uh, Vive Cosmos controllers. Next bit of news is uh, about a company. Do you re- do you guys remember Leap Motion? Yeah. 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 Of course. Not to be confused with Magic Leap, oh, of course. Always. Uh, always. A, lot, a lot of people oh, so get annoying. them confused. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so Magic Leap is the AR headset that's being developed in Silicon Valley. Leap Motion is a company that made this kind of small little device. You placed it on the front of your headset. And it basically provided uh, controllerless finger tracking. And it actually worked very well, right? You, you tried it, Nathie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You tried it, Rowdy. I tried it as well. I thought it was really cool. Um, but this was like really cool around the DK1, DK2 <laughs> days. Like um, they, 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 let, they, they sort of released some tech demos, which were really fun. You could like manipulate cubes with your hands. It was really satisfying. Alt space, like giving handshakes and stuff. Alt space, you could have <laughs> finger tracking, which was again really cool. Um, but no one really implemented Leap Motion other than Alt space. Mm. I don't know if VR Chat did as well, mm. uh, but not many games actually implemented like Leap Motion support, right? No. Uh, which was a big shame because I thought it was really interesting technology. And like I said, it worked pretty well. But um, since then, uh, Leap Motion have sort of developed Project North Star, which we talked about a long time ago on the podcast, which is like a, a low cost open source DIY AR headset, uh, which uh, is really cool. But again, you need to build it yourself and it's really just for developers right now. Um, but we had some interesting news this week about Leap Motion uh, because they're going to be merging with a UK-based uh, company called Ultra Haptics. So Leap Motion, Ultra Haptics, they're basically merging together to be called Ultra Leap, which is kind of a cool name. Uh, and at least then this kind of stops the confusion with with magic oh, leap yeah, that's true. that's magic nice leap. That's, that's a positive yeah. already <laughs> separates them out a little bit um but as i was doing some research about this i was looking into ultra haptics never heard of the company before didn't realize they were a uk-based company but they're developing some really interesting technology um for haptic feedback uh called stratos and it uses ultrasound right get this to create rich three-dimensional shapes and textures that can be felt in midair without any glove or anything else. This is super weird. I've never seen anything like this before. So basically what they do is they have this like panel uh, on on the ground with a a leap motion to track your hand. And they use these (coughs) ultrasound transducers. So think about like a subwoofer, but for ultrasound uh, in this panel. And it's like, it's like shooting, I don't know, like air or like waves at your hand to make you kind of feel a bit like of a tactile button in midair. I was like, this is this is like mind blowing. This is next level. So um, as I wait, sort of wait, got deeper it, down, is this... it ultrasound? Did it actually say that it's ultrasound? Yeah, ultrasound. Yeah. So apparently you can't see it, but you can feel it. And they had this um, they had this video. I don't know if I, I sent you the link, but they they had this demo with a, like a, a water like a colored water and then they were they were firing it at the water and then you could see these like unique shapes uh being portrayed in the water so it's almost like you would think it's jets of air but apparently it's ultrasound it, it blew my mind mm. uh so, so, so it's very you can't uh, see wow so it's yeah, very yeah. loud like <laughs> sound that you can't hear as well 
I, I guess so. I, I don't really no, understand normally how it works. with because I mean ultrasound is often used in like uh, in clinic, of course, eh? when they do an, mm. uh, an, an echo or like an ultrasound for like uh, seeing like mm. you know if something yeah. uh, is wrong with you or like if you if you're pregnant or something like that. So what what it basically does, it's like I think it has to do with the frequency of the waves and not. Yeah. Like with like any kind of motion, as far as I can, because I don't think you want to like shook, shake, like shake the baby up when you like do like a, you know, some, sure. uh, some kind of, uh, yeah. some kind of echo. So, I mean, sound is always like a form of vibration, right? like it's like a movement mm. of air. Uh, but um, at the same time, I'm, I'm wondering a little bit like, you know, what kind of technique they're using in terms of like getting that vibration, like feelable. Yeah, and it has so to do something with the with the frequency, I guess, because sure. the more and, density they're compact, and to make it feel like a button as well, like that's crazy. Um, but anyway, like I sort of went off on a bit of a tangent there. But anyway, these two companies are kind of like merging, uh, you know, forming together to become Ultra Haptics, and it kind of got me thinking. You know, this this partnership in the future could could be bringing out some really interesting yeah. stuff. So I thought it'd be worth mentioning on the show. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, at least we're not going to be confused with magic leaps and leap motion anymore so in the chat they're saying they would be interested in rowdy doing a science episode about uh, ultrasound, <laughs> ultrasound. <laughs> yeah yeah, sure. yeah exactly exactly i think for the for the time being like uh, this company is in bristol so it's not a million miles away maybe i can reach out to them go and see them uh, but i think that they're really aiming for like the business markets right now and the way that they kind of were saying that it could be used in is like uh, car dashboards uh so instead of having physical buttons you would have like these like you know buttons in air basically that you mm. could feel and touch it, it yeah it kind of blew my mind so i thought it was kind of interesting to talk about on the show i, just, I mean i do think there's a lot of future in this technology because i think indeed like in, in in order to get like the ultimate kind of like hand feeling we need some kind of feedback uh, maybe mm. sound is indeed or like um wind or like something like that is indeed an ideal thing to like get to but i'm wondering like what kind of frequencies they need to use in order to really like get that feeling of like a button or get like a it's interesting yeah. nonetheless it's yeah, completely different Zim from be the happy. technology they use in the, in the clinic, though. Yeah, Zim wouldn't be happy, you know. Why we not? know that he doesn't like those those radio waves penetrating no, I, his head. I, I, they I actually, use sound waves. There's nothing, nothing to do uh, yeah, with that. Ah, but you never know. You but, never know. I actually nah. saw him at Area 51 with this aluminum <laughs> kind of like hat on, you know, this tinfoil <laughs> hat. And he was like, I was like, what are you doing there? I think he was he got you know, in. looking. Oh, he got yeah. out. He's the one who got out. Yeah, he got out. He <laughs> yeah. escaped. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. I should I should have said that's where he was, but you know, you, <laughs> yeah, it would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny that yesterday I uh, I met someone. And they were like asking, "Oh, you're you're leaving, you know, on Sunday?" I was like, "What are you gonna do there?" So like, I'm going to Area 51 with like the serious face, right? <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, but because they're aliens, right?" I heard that. Like, oh, yeah. okay. And uh, please be careful because there were like these two Dutch. YouTubers that got arrested, right? Uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do the same. You know, uh, I want to be famous. I mean, if you want to get famous, you go to Area 51, apparently. Practice your Naruto run. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. That's, that's hilarious. Oh, funny okay. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, next bit of news, uh, completely unexpected, really. Uh, mm. And that is the Batman Arkham VR yeah. now has full index controller support. Okay. Yeah. Now, the team at Rocksteady Studios tweeted out this week, uh, Batman is renowned for having the latest tech for fighting crime, and we want to make sure that you have the tools to keep up with him. <laughs> so from today, you can now jump into Batman Arkham VR with full Valve Index Controller support. That's brilliant, thinking, though. I uh, like that comment. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. As especially like if you think about it, this game's like two and a half years old. Yeah, it, <laughs> it is. was good, though. It was one it has of the been, better it ones. It was good. It has been an exclu yeah. exclusive for so long on PlayStation VR. It's crazy. Yes. And 
I wonder would would this be is this because the like the people that are now buying it's like yeah hey, I have Valve Index what's going on with your game or is it because they want to like they're like hmm, maybe we should do this I wonder. I think I reason? think they wanted to. I think I think they genuinely wanted to. Yeah, and I would love them to see. I would love them to make another Arkham VR game because you know if you played it. Oh yeah, spoilers, Rock, Rocksteady um, should just make like they should definitely go back into yeah. VR for sure. Yeah, because it left on a bit of a cliffhanger. Um, so it, it, you know, if you haven't tried it, if you you know if you never played it originally, uh, and you've got an index and you're like, oh, I need games to play, and you haven't played this, like go check it oh, out. Yeah. It's it's only an hour long. I think that's the only downside, but it's very polished. Graphics look great. And also, like putting on the cow for the first time and descending into the Batcave, like that actually gave me goosebumps the first time I tried it. Yeah. So it's not free. Definitely though. recommend it. Important to note: it's not free. No, yeah. it's not free. However, to celebrate the update, the game is currently fifty percent off on Steam, so you can pick it up for seven pounds forty nine pence or ten bucks. Well, at least yeah. it's it's not based on a movie in in that sense where they try to sell this. Yeah. Well, Jumanji. you know. <laughs> Jumanji. <Yeah. laughs> but coming face to face with the Joker is Oh yeah. Is, is is cool. Really cool. Um but yeah, like you said, it was originally a PSVR exclusive and then uh, it came out about six months later, I think, yeah. to PC VR. Meanwhile, uh, Resident Evil still waiting. Oh my <laughs> god, don't even get me started on that game. <laughs> um but yeah, I think it's cool that, you know, like I said, if you haven't played it and you own an index, you want content, yeah. definitely go check it out. Right. Cool. Last bit of news this week. About a brand new game launched on Kickstarter this week uh, called Panther VR. Now, this is from uh, developers from your uh, your motherland, Nathy. Yeah, uh, true. The yeah. D- Dutch developers, Wolfdog Interactive. Um, if you don't know who they are, they previously developed VR Dungeon Night, and they were also involved with the development of Skyworld alongside Vertigo Games, who made Arizona Sunshine, of course, also Dutch studio. Very awesome guys, um, by the way. Really nice guys. Oh, you met these guys from... Yeah, from, they were at the from... Vertigo party as well. Oh, they were there. So they must work in the same building then, I guess. I don't, know if they, I don't right? think they work in the same no, building. Vertigo, but, uh, I think Vertigo was their publisher for, yeah. for uh, Back then for it was their publisher, and then they yeah. branched out and started their own, uh, yeah. Their yeah. own game studio. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So you met these guys. Did they yeah, mention yeah, this yeah. game at all, or was it still like... Uh, 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 you know, they, they mentioned they haven't like because of course it was a big secret but they because they've been trying to get me over to their office to try some new stuff out for a while but I've been just yeah. like with the PhD and stuff I've been so busy that I haven't been able to check it out yet but uh, no they're really awesome guys so. yeah well the, the latest title it's called Panther VR uh, it's a stealth game where you are part of this uh, organization called the Guild uh, it's a mm. it's an international secret organization of like master thieves, oh. and basically uh, they're working for like the highest bidder. So you can contract them out oh. to go steal something for you. Um, so basically, when you get these contracts, you have to plan out each heist by choosing the right weapons and the right gadgets to pull the heist off. Oh. And then you can either go in full stealth mode, or you can go like really loud and just make sure yeah, no one's breathing awesome. by the end of the mission it looks really cool yeah. i really like also that they did like they went for a little bit more of like a like a cartoony style it, it suits yeah. it so well and that makes everything look in vr so much better i always think because you have those like cel-shaded graphics a little bit more so uh, i Absolutely. like it so when Absolutely. is this like coming out um so it's on kickstarter right now oh it's a kickstarter um, oh, okay kickstarter yeah um their goal is for it to be in the hands of backers for April next year, okay. uh, and backers will get early access. Um, so what they're, the Kickstarter right now, they've raised about £5,000 
of their £13,000 Kickstarter goal, but they've literally just started it. It's got like 42 mm-hmm. days left, so they've got like ages to go. Yeah, um, I was wondering about that because I was like, Aspire 1 is coming out soon. I was like, are you seriously trying to put it on the store at the same moment? But they're still yeah. in development. So that's, I think that's... there's enough room in the market for games like this, though, because people Definitely. like this. Because oh, after you finish Aspire 1 or after you finish Panther and you like that kind of stuff, mm, you're yeah. probably going to go and play another one of those titles. You're going to look for what else is there that's kind of similar. So maybe it's a good thing to release it kind of similar. Maybe. Because they might be growing together out of it. Well, you can only release yeah. your game once, you know, Space Junkies, <laughs> for example, uh, you know what happens. So. That's true. Although they're not making the, mis- the same mistake with Space Junkies. This that, is that's a different, of course, story, but yeah. 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 This is like uh, 20 euros uh, to back it. You get early access to the game. You get uh, mm. access to the, the developer Discord, and you also get your name in the credits as well uh, as a backer. Um, but like Rowdy said, I, I really like the art style. I think, you know, yeah. like he said, it, it works well in VR. Check out Borderlands. You know, that game looked beautiful in VR, even though it was an old game. Um, but with this Panther VR, there'll be there'll be four game modes. There's a, a single player story campaign. There's contracts, which are short, action-packed combat missions. And then you've got missions, which are randomly generated levels. So they're always going to be different, Ooh, which nice. is kind of cool. That's cool. And then... You've also got challenges where you can compete on online leaderboards to see if you can get the best score or the best time or whatever. Yeah. So they've got some interesting stuff so lined this, up for this game. This Kickstarter is to kind of build hype for it and to get people involved, or they really need to have this Kickstarter succeeded to make it happen. What's the? I, I think if the, if the goal is thirteen thousand, I think it's uh, yeah, just okay. like to like you know bring it out still and to to publish it and get that little bit of nudge of support because uh, yeah. I mean developing a game costs a lot of money, especially in this That's day true. and age, especially if you do it for VR nowadays. Uh, so I think that thirteen thousand yeah. is is way below what probably the prices of and the, and and the also game. we should remember that they were the ones that made uh, I think they made Skyworld right. I think yep, they did. Yep. So, so yep. for them, it's also like this is an extra kind of like you know thing, Oops. like build some yeah. hype through this and kind of have mm-hmm. people involved. I think it's a good way to go. Yeah, I, I like the look of it, especially I like the look of like the grappling hook mechanic and yeah. crawling through vents. Like that <clears> was <throat> that was such a really cool, that was such a cool experience playing budget cuts. You uh-huh. know, being in a vent, looking down through a vent, <laughs> yeah. is a really cool experience in VR. So if they can pull that off, then yeah, I think it's going to be a really cool game. Um, the only thing is that. It's only PC VR from what I've seen so far. No mention of Quest or PSVR ports yeah. yet. Hmm. Depending on their funding, I guess they could push one out, but we'll see. So yeah, that is the uh, news this week. So as Zim's not here, Nathie's taking the helm Uh-oh. for releases next Hide. week. Hide, right. everyone. Hide. He's, I, like, he's got some interesting you games just right realize now. You. Like, oh, oh, crap. Oh, like, oh crap. <laughs> I knew I had to do something. Uh, usually, if you if you do ask, it's like, oh yeah, crap! Now I need to do this, so let's just make the best out of it. But funny enough, this time I spent some extra time into finding also some silly games because you know that I always enjoy. Like I'm sure you also enjoy that, where Zim is like talk about Temple of Pizza and stuff. It's great. Yeah. So I like at the end, you're in for a treat. It's amazing. I'm already laughing from the inside right now. It's so it's so funny. Okay, so let's start off with some like we're going from decent to no no it's not ranked like that. It would be unfair. <laughs> it's like from from best to the most shitty thing ever. No no no, we're not gonna go there. That's 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 not cool. Okay, let's start with the most I think well the most uh, hyped title of all this week, uh, Groundhog Day. Potter likes some um, and. 
Well, this is a virtual reality and narrative adventure that takes place in the world of the film Groundhog Day. Have you all watched it? Nope. Mm-hmm. It's it's a classic. It's it's so funny. It's amazing. It's 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 an old one, but I mean Bill Murray, who can you know? Bill Murray at his finest. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so you step into the role of Phil Connors Jr., the son of Phil Connors from again the movie, um, and you return to that one classic town, only to become trapped in a time loop, just as your father once was. Yeah. So, but then in VR. <laughs> It's, it's even worse, I think, because it's like, I, I, I can't feel the walls anymore. Where am I? Um, so as a, as a player, you will have to solve puzzles and explore the town to try to break out of uh, the time loop. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's like a puzzle game. Uh, and it's, it's cool that, um, that Sony decided to make something based off the, you know, the movie Groundhog Day, because uh, there hasn't been a new Groundhog Day movie at all. But instead of doing that, they can still make video games. So it now has a video game and it's in VR. So I think it's 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 an honor for let's say the VR community to have such a such a, an awesome movie uh, uh, like having a, having a game now in VR. Yeah, it's only VR. I don't think you can play it, Pancake. We got a yeah, question from the chat. Is it also going well. to be on Quest? I don't know about that. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. But um, the so. price of this game is 30 bucks. It's quite expensive. I don't know how much playtime it has. From videos, I wasn't really attracted to it. But I think the moment you're maybe in there, then things start to roll. And it's it's this story really takes you uh, on an adventure. I did also see it's only teleportation for now. But usually if everyone starts to bomb developers, then I, it doesn't it does seem like it's kind of built into into the game it's not i don't think they can really change it uh, in this in in, the, in this case just like artica one where it was mm. a shooter and you just had scenes where you could go to and if you had to walk there you would fall through the floor basically so mm-hmm. the platform is steam playstation vr and oculus home no standalone it's or pc or console pc vr according to uh, the chat the playtime is about uh Five to six hours, Paradise Decay says. Okay, but I I, I do bad. think it's a polished. I do think it's like a polished, like from mm. from start to end. It's I still need to try it, so don't believe me here. Yeah. <laughs> Quick question about this one: um, Is it by the same developers that did the Invisible Hours? That is a good one. I I have to. It's I think the developer of this one is called <laughs> Tequila Works. Is that this? No, I don't think that's the same one. But people no. did compare it to Invisible Hour, and they said it I did yeah, feel it the is. same. Tequila um, Works. Yeah. Is, that's Invisible uh, Hours, no? Is it? You can double check uh, if you want. But I I remember people saying that it had similar vibes. Yeah, uh, I wasn't sure if it was the same developer, but I I thought. Zim would like this one um, because he enjoyed the Invisible Hours so much. So yeah, it'd be it interesting is. to get his it take is. on it if he got to try it. Yeah, it it's the, the same film. Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. well, the chat it is indeed. Uh, okay. Ah, cool. Yeah, cool. We always nice. believe the chat. You know, yeah. they're solid. Okay, we next up guys. we have real once, once. Now ah. I do think one of you two has has like spent so much time on once. Uh, yeah, it must be I okay, do. Rowdy. So Rowdy, what you, did you think of this this uh, game once? Oh, it's a very solid uh, title. If you're into like, you know, magical duels, that's like really the go-to one to go to. They they're, have released it on so many platforms as well. It's available on the uh, Rift 5, Quest, it's on the uh, Oculus Go, it's on uh, so many different kind of platforms. And I, I like yeah. the way that you can like build like skills and uh, mm-hmm. like uh, sets in your wand. So you can make different wands to have like different oh, yeah. play styles. It's yeah. really well done. 
So, yeah. so can I quote you on this? Like, it's the go-to game to go to, Rowdy, 2019. <laughs> if if you like magical duels, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, and just really just good, to huh? sort of highlight, yeah, again, what Rowdy said. You know, constructing your wand for the perfect loadout, it's it's a lot deeper in terms of those mechanics than you originally give yeah. it credit for. It, it, it's it's quite deep I, competitive multiplayer game. I think yeah. I think I played it against Mike, but I was really bad at it. I I don't know. I can't remember. You played it anymore. against me as well. Wait. Wait, well? you couldn't beat me and your Malfoy? Like, what's going on there? <laughs> I, my, well, I, my, I got my hair done, so I don't kind of... Oh, okay, man, I still kind of <laughs> look like him. From the future, maybe. So yeah, again, once is a first-person VR experience that offers fast-paced magic duels against other players online. And in-game, you have to equip your wand with a wide variety of spells and battle other uh, wielders for fame, power, and glory in the fantastic realms of the beyond. So that's nice. like what you just said, but then... Yeah. It's different. like the, the fancy, fancy store version that, you know, yeah. lurks you into Basically, buying it. <laughs> it. It's Harry Potter, Harry Potter Wizard Jewels in VR. Yeah, yeah. That reminds me of that fantastic beast. Okay, I'm not going there. Never mind. Oh my God, um, no. So the price, $10. <laughs> And the, pla the platform is uh, Oculus Quest. That's like the release now. You could also play it on Go, um, but it's now on the Quest as well. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Now we go to some DJing. So if you have a sub pack, then you know you can combine this very nicely. We're not, by the way. That I I don't think you said it at the start, but we just got it for free. You know, we're not getting paid to promote sub pack. Um, no. So just by saying that, I, I made myself suspicious, right? A little bit. <laughs> you did, you did. A little bit. But no, you're right. We're not yeah. paid by them. I just, just I, got it for free. I just wanted to make the, that that cool like crossover that Mike always does, but I failed. Okay, sorry. Okay, let's go. <laughs> tribe is a uh, like Tribe XR DJ school. Uh, that's that's what this app is called. It's not a game. It's 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 a it's a simulation basically. Uh, and what they said on the store is that Tribe is a fully functioning pro style CDJ deck and mixer system. I, I'm not into DJing, so I have no idea what I'm saying. Um, in this VR app, you can import your own music and do back-to-back -back sets with friends from anywhere in the world. So let's say you want to learn how to DJ and you have a friend that is very good at it on the other side of the planet, uh, then you can jump in together. And uh, by watching the trailer, I think it's awesome that you can have other people in there uh, that can you know, learn you the, the basics. I don't know if you could be the DJ and then party with other people in there as well. I don't I don't know if that's if that's working, if you can really hear what the other person mm. is doing. If that's the case, mm. you can also build a little party in there. Um, I've never, have you, have you ever seen, uh, of course, VR chat has these crazy dance parties that you should not miss where they drink champagne and not get drunk because virtual reality. Um, <laughs> but I've never, I've never really seen something like this before in that simulation kind of like. So, you know? So I remember a video, an old video of Josh Dub before yeah, he went about crazy viral. Thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and 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 I think he does DJing in real life as well. So he, he yeah. was doing a DJ set in VR and oh. like, like dude, like he was he was crushing it. Like I was like, hell yeah, this is this is sick. So uh, go okay. and check out his video. I, I don't know what I don't know what program he was using, but uh, wasn't yeah, it was the, really cool. Um, how is it called? Like an Audi, um, audio audio service made it. Didn't Servius make a title like that as well? Oh no, it, was, it wasn't that one. It was a proper Ele legit... Electronauts. No, that wasn't it. No, no it wasn't. It wasn't Electronauts. Wasn't. It was like a proper like this one, uh, like a DJ simulation. Yeah, true. Thing. Yeah, yeah. That's that's another topic. What happened to Electronauts? Uh, next up, we. Uh, oh no, wait. I need, still need to mention the prize. Of course, I'm so sorry. The prize twenty dollars. 
it's it's very specific, of course. I mean, if you like mm-hmm. DJing, then I think twenty dollars is uh, you know a good price. Uh, the platform is uh, is Oculus Quest, um, and I think it was on PC before. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, again, it's now on Oculus Quest, so I just said it's a new release. Um, then we have uh, Cave Digger, and the uh, Cave Digger is a virtual reality mining game uh, for uh, the Vive, Rift, Windows <laughs> MR headsets. Uh, Valve Index, uh, what do what else do we nowadays have? Soon the Vive Cosmos as well. I'm sure that's going to work too. Uh, Pimax, uh, <laughs> 3D Head, okay. And now also Razor? the Oculus Quest. The Razer, Razer? Uh, uh, yeah, of course, the Razer one. How is it called again? The OSVR <laughs> headset. Yeah. Uh, you might yeah. get it work on like the DK2 as well. Who knows? But the it's Acer now on, Acer Oho, the, the Vario maybe as well, Extol. Uh... <laughs> okay, so it's, n- yeah, yeah. Uh, also cardboard, uh, no. Okay, Oculus Quest, it's now on Oculus Quest. Uh, and, and this game takes place in a small Western town. You have to gear yourself up with secondhand tools or devices. You jump into an elevator that will take you deep down into a mine. And then you export a rich, uh, you know, mines that are just, uh, waiting for the honest hired workers to whack their pickaxes at. Yes, hmm. howdy, Rowdy. This is something Rowdy would totally, like I think Rowdy played this before. I, I have played it before, but a long time ago. It isn't really my yeah. my kind of thing. Uh, I mean, it's fun for a little while, but it gets a bit repetitive for me. Uh, maybe with this new update, I might check it out. But uh, How deep did you go in the end? Not that deep. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not that deep at all. So in the chat, they're also asking about Labo VR support. I don't know. I have no news on that yet, but who knows? We'll see. With um, with Cave Digger, though, I remember the original on PC being free, right? Yes, but that uh, oh. yes, but that was a demo. That was a demo. I don't know if this oh, okay. demo is still available. And the demo was decent. Uh, I yeah. don't know about that anymore. But this is not free. It's uh, $20 as well. Just like the other one, <laughs> and uh, it's it's on Oculus Home because obviously Oculus West runs on Oculus Home, um, and uh, yeah, there you go. So that's uh, that's cool. a cave digger. Uh, next up, we have uh, uh, traveling well black. This is from uh, Felix and Paul Studios. You know, I'm a very mm. big fan of their uh, their work. You know, they make awesome 360s, one of the best ones uh, out there. Um, and uh, yeah, traveling well black is a cinematic VR experience that immerses the viewer in a long history of restriction of movement for black Americans and the creation of safe spaces in our communities. Uh, this new story from Felix and Paul highlights uh, the urgent need to not only remember the past, but to learn from it and uh, facilitate a dialogue about the challenges minority travelers still face today. And that is free. That is completely free. Yeah. I think, wow. I think this is awesome. I think it's such a great idea. And I think it, it's a great learning tool for schools, you know, yeah. like yeah. Uh, I was, I was kids, kids should try thing. this out. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, um, it's, it's like a different kind of medium in order to like put a perspective on certain yeah. things that like a lot of people don't have any understanding of. So, uh, yeah. Well, like, you know, and, and you know, uh, I can say as a person of, you know, privileged person that I've never had been discriminated against either so you know something like this can really yeah. open up your eyes to that and yeah. i think it's 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 a conversation and and vr is such a powerful medium that you know you can have these important yeah. conversations in you know i think it's great yeah in this case you can actually dive into someone who's uh black uh and then experience what it uh can be yeah. like to be you know um, and this one is uh also an oculus home because felix and paul has been have been always as far as i know 
dedicated themselves to uh, the Oculus platform. Uh, and this is on Rift and Quest. So yeah. free once again. So Also, a I, quick, I believe... uh, quick note, uh, Cave Digger, according to Paradise Decay, is indeed free on Steam, but it's the DLC that costs money. And the Quest is the game plus the DLC. Oh, thanks for the update. Yeah, thanks for the update. Um, I can't remember what I was going to say now. But yeah, Felix and Paul, they make amazing, you know, content. Yeah. So Big fan, big fan. Oh, I I do remember what I was going to say now. Uh, I believe that this uh, VR experience actually won an award, um, but I don't know what it was. Good story, Mike. Good story. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Wow. Good story, bro. It won an award. It must be at Let some kind check. of film festival, that's for sure. That's all yeah, I it can... Was, uh, it was. <clears throat> so while Mike is uh, is doing some proper research after saying <laughs> what he said, we're just going to move on to Art Plunge. So what do you think Art Plunge is all about, Rowdy? It's and don't cheat art. because you have like the, the trailer. <laughs> the it's about art. Yeah, it, is, it, it is about art. Yeah, okay. But anything else? Art Plunge. You, you, you plunge in. Yeah, okay. Well, that's right. You do plunge into art. So Art Plunge is a gallery in where you can get the feeling of being inside famous paintings. So what wow. what painting would you like to be in, Rowdy? If you could choose one, one painting. Uh, the Scream. The Scream? <laughs> and then what would you do? Behind this man also scream? Or just yeah, give, or Naruto run behind him or something? I don't give, know. give him or her a reason to scream. Okay, also in the chat, let us know in what painting you would like to, to be. And if you don't know any paintings, then just let us know what kind of movie you would be in. Don't don't say Groundhog Day because you're going to be stuck forever. <laughs> so, so just to clarify, uh, traveling while black, it won. Uh, it had an Emmy nominee, so an Emmy Award nominee oh, yeah. okay. wow. for out for outstanding original interactive program. Okay, how yeah. could you forget that, Mike? Emmys, yeah, I know, right? Emmys just rolls off the tongue. Exactly. Well, now we know. Thank you. Um, thank you for for adding something to my beautiful beautiful lineup so far. You're welcome. Okay, so um, yeah, so Art Plunge is is a is a gallery and where you can you know jump into famous paintings. As I said before, this is not a game, by the way. Apparently, this uh, developer is getting sometimes maybe refunds. He's like, ah, it's not a game. Why, uh, you know, boring. Blah blah blah. It's not a game. Okay, it's more like an experience. So this is a chart but not only short experience, but also a sweet one, um, uh, featuring virtual copies of the following five artworks. Um, so the first one you can go into is the Mona Lisa. Um, the second one is Star- uh, Starry Night. Then we have the, the birth of Venus, uh, the Ooh, creation okay. of Adam, and last but not least, girl reading a letter at an open window. <laughs> what a weird I, title, the last one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think if you see the very original, we we put so much time in like thinking of titles for our YouTube videos, and these like so called artists they go in like so. Oh, yeah, this is a girl reading a letter in an open window. There we go. <laughs> Someone should really name his game like that. Uh, you know, arcade game with teleportation mechanics. Clickbait of all ages. That's what I say. Un- untitled goose game. Unti- untitled wave based <laughs> shooter game or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> this is uh, two dollars. It's not that crazy. Again, this is for a specific audience, but I do think it's cool that you can dive into a painting. I think yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, but if, if I was going to dive into a painting, I'd want to dive into an Escher painting in VR. You know, really like blow my mind. Okay, sorry that I offended but you. Th- there's an experience like that. <laughs> um, there is. Not there not, is not Escher, but um, oh, 
I don't know. Uh, there is there is one. <laughs> wow. like that. I'll do my research wow. later on too. And and, yeah. and you are all going to Oculus Connect. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. luck. Do you even know how to step into a plane? First of all, <laughs> I'll, I'll find that out. I'll find that still out. The, the, the inputs in this podcast have been top notch this this week. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, but Rowdy is right. There was this one uh, experience from this. There's in China, there's like this famous, uh, um, I, I'm not sure we're talking about the same thing, but there's like this famous painting that is almost 360. It goes around you. And uh, when I was in China at HTC, their office, they showed me this. Um, but in that one, it was more interactive where you had to, you know, um, solve puzzles in the painting itself. So it was more interactive. This is more of a 360 kind of thing. It's not room scale. Mm -hmm. You're kind of stuck in one place because originally this was an Oculus Go title. Um, so yeah, it's new on Steam and you can uh, you can check it out now. The the experience that I was talking about was actually from um, Salvatore Dali. I just remember ah, his name. Yes, but that's also Dali. a 360 video. It's I also think. a 360 yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's really mind-blowing though to, to do that. When yeah, you that go one into is that great. Pain, you know those, those elephants with like the long legs, Mike? Like those elephants with like extremely long lacks you go in between i've been watching lacks. the dark crystal so yeah i've seen that yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah so what what is the chat saying what kind of paintings or movies uh, do they want to be in uh, do we have anything uh, that stands out here or, diego velasquez rokeby venus i don't know if that is actually <laughs> a, a thing a, maybe they're just no messing clue. with us here <laughs> like that's the thing i'm not i'm not an expert with paintings although although like if i could pick one i think the 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 night's watch i don't know if you know the night's watch from rembrandt yeah, the uh, i think the nachtwacht as they also call it i think that yeah. would be a fun one yeah yeah i was thinking that one as well yeah it's because it's the only one you know or not is that not an excuse here <laughs> Okay, let's just keep that in the middle. Now the last one, the one I was so excited about. Uh, it, like, I, I can't wait until Rowdy starts playing <laughs> playing the trailer. Uh, I'll start now. I'll okay, start now. so we go. get ready for Critter Card. <laughs> Critter Card is an action-filled racing game featuring a variety of fluffy critters. Players can earn point streak rewards as they race to gain access to the more powerful abilities. Players may race alone or with up to three other friends in split-screen matches. So you can be a freaking critter in a card and then race against other critters. We have heard about Dash Dash World, uh, Touring Cards, uh, Dead Lab, and, and VR Cards, but this is the game. This is the most anticipated card game Wait, this, this is of this year. this is actually in VR? This like, is I, in I, VR. The trailer only shows like, you know, like the, the front view. There's no way that that is a VR. Well, I hope that is not a VR. Well, you, if oh, you want, you can... I think there is some VR in this trailer yeah. too. Jesus. Um, and and funny enough, they have the exact same <laughs> camera angles as touring cards where you have like third person critter mode <laughs> and first person. It's also original, right? They all kind of do the same thing. Um, but but yeah, I saw this one. I was like, wow, this is this is standing out to me. I thought it was funny. Look at like, if you shoot someone, they start tumble. Imagine doing that in <laughs> VR. That's amazing. I like it when, when they go to the edge. But um, that's Critter Card, and as I said, it's it's split screen. It's not even multiplayer, so so you <laughs> you have to like it's a couch co op, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know how they how they came up with that idea, but it's local. Yeah, local card game. You can say wow. whatever you want, but it is original. That's something else. Wow, wow. And uh, you you wanna know how much this is? How much would you pay for a game like this, Mike? Like six pounds. Six pounds. pounds. Forty quid. Okay. Well, <laughs> 40 quid with yeah. DLC, of course, later, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. no, no, it's five dollars. Um, so okay. oh, okay, so yeah, I don't know, for five dollars, 
I don't know. This makes me very curious for some reason. Um, and what, uh, what kind of critic can you be? Like, can yeah, you, well, can now you, you go get the specifics here. I don't know. You can, of course, have different colors. Uh, and, and they said fluffy, so you can be very fluffy. Maybe you can also unlock hats. I don't know. Um, and you have abilities, so you can shoot at each other. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's interesting, right? This is on PC? This is uh, indeed on PC. Uh, it's on Steam yeah. and also Oculus Home. So, yeah, hey, oh, wow. uh, quality control going so, well. We'll, we'll, be, we'll, we'll be playing this next week then. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Respawn is announcing a new title, uh, Critic Card 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine this being their like flagship title that they're going to announce, right? Mm. Um, that would be something. So, yeah, there you have it. Those are the... Uh, releases uh, amazing uh, but again you know i'm not making fun out of this title in any way i think <laughs> seriously though like every developer needs to start somewhere and along the way they make better and better games and i do think this doesn't even look that bad like no visually the, 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 the title kind of okay. like it's an original title who comes up with freaking critters and cards I, you got to be kind of creative for that to even come up with something like that in the first place so i'm not hating and Seriously, if they send me a key, I'll try it and I tell on the podcast what I think about it. So that's a promise right now. I don't know if they watch this show, but and don't don't you dare chat email or like listeners, don't you dare emailing them and triggering them to send me someone's gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Well then make sure that at least every one of us gets a key. Yeah. Right? We gotta play it together. Yeah. Local. At home. At OC6. Local at at OC6. OC6. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's uh, it mike okay. so back uh, back to you that was really fun thank you dude thank you no very problem. much no so of course let's get into the juicy main topic this week and that is mm. our predictions for oculus connect 6 which takes place next week in california so if you're not familiar it takes place on wednesday the 25th and thursday the 26th of september uh we're all heading out there uh zim is out there already nathy flies out uh tomorrow yeah right uh, me and Rowdy are heading out on Tuesday. I think we might even be on the same flight, so we I can have some so, fun yeah. together. Wow. Um, full disclosure, the trip was sponsored by Oculus. They're paying for the flights and accommodation for everyone. Uh, just thought I'd throw that out there, let you, you yeah. all know. Um, if you can't make it to the event uh, and you're interested, don't worry, because there's live streams uh, of the keynotes, which are like the highlight of the event. Yeah. Uh, they take place at 10 a.m. Um, and they're live streamed on Facebook, uh, YouTube, and also, you can watch uh, the keynotes in VR using Oculus venues and big screen TV. So, yeah. got nice. plenty of options there to watch it. So, that's kind of cool, especially because I think Oculus venues is still uh, region locked from what I understand. Um, I th like last time I tried an Oculus I, venues thing, it was locked to the US. It's I don't very know if that's US still the case based. now. Yeah. I, I hope it's not, but yeah. Yeah. But if not, you've got another option with big screen TV, which is universal. Yeah, and, so. and I'm sure there are also like these external ones. If you play a certain social app, uh, like I think Allspace is also going to stream maybe. And, and there's some other VR chat, who knows? Yeah. 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 Um, we're going to be doing a podcast from the show as well, like we did last yeah. year. Uh, we'll record it. Uh, on site at the show and then yeah. we will premiere it on saturday at the usual times yeah. not quite sure how we're gonna work out with like twitch and big screen and facebook um, but so we'll figure something out or yeah, we'll let you know on social yeah. media don't make any promises uh, right now because then yeah 
We'll, we'll always still be on YouTube, though. Of so, course, of uh, course, yes. Yeah. So you can check that out, uh, and we'll give our thoughts direct from the show floor. Um, but of course, you know, let us know in the chat with your yeah. predictions as well as we go through this, because I'd be interested yeah. to know what you guys and girls think. So um, before we go real deep into this juicy stuff, someone sure. in the chat is saying, uh, haha, gotta love the mustache someone drew on Mike in big screen when he's in the lower right-hand corner. <laughs> so people are like, People Please. are trolling us. Tweet us this stuff. Yeah. If you want to draw something on our faces right now, I, I don't think we can sit still all the time, but if you want to be creative and make a painting out of us, you can. Be our guest. Yeah, yeah tag us um, you know, on Twitter. I want to uh, see Mike <laughs> with another... You already have a... You already have a mustache, so I don't know what's yeah, exactly. going on here. I, I should get that, one. Bonus. Bonus. Yeah. Bonus. yeah. So um, this okay. year is kind of an interesting year for for Oculus. Uh, by the way, our, our Twitter, if you want to tag us in a picture, is at uh, FRealityCrew on Twitter. Um, but yeah, it's an, it's, a, it's an interesting year this year at OC because uh, this year their tagline for the whole event was, this is where the next chapter for AR and VR begins. So last OC, you know, we were all there again together and we saw the unveiling of the Quest and they kind of said, you know, this is our generation complete you know we've got uh like the oculus go we've got rift and we've got quest and that kind of completes the circle of life and now we're ready to move on to our next project mm. so you know this is probably what we're going to get or what we're going to see at this event um so like i say feel free to chip in your predi your predictions but obviously the the biggest thing that sort of jumps out at me is the mention of ar because of course oculus is a vr company they've been predominantly focused on vr in the past They've teased stuff that they've working behind the scenes on AR, you know, during Michael Abrash's talks, he sort of hinted at the fact that they're doing that kind of stuff. Um, and, and on previous episodes of the show, when I've talked about this, I kind of thought that my prediction was that they would implement more AR functionality using the pass-through modes of both the Quest and the mm. Rift S. Yeah. But of course, they're limited to the cameras because, you know, we mm. know with the cameras, they're black and white. They're not that high fidelity they're kind of good enough to have a quick look but not perfect so i'm i'm kind of like thinking they might add something yeah. unique but there, it's but still ar like it's good to mention this that ar is also looking through at like a screen and then see something it's like for me ar is really glasses but it, it technically it is ar so i'm mm -hmm. not, you know? yeah true so through, ar can mean AR. a lot in this case <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I think at this show, I think they will tease us with a new headset. Um, I think that this headset will be both, my prediction is, of course, that it will be both VR and AR capable. So it will be a VR headset. Uh, not sure if it will be a Rift 2 or if they'll come up with a brand new name for it. Um, but it will have a full AR pass-through mode. So similar to what we've got already with the Rift S and the Quest, but it'll be full color stereo pass through uh, and then you can deliver a compelling AR experience mm. as well as a VR experience in a single headset. I think that okay. would be a really interesting yeah. uh, concept. But uh, what do you guys think of that? Do you think they're going to announce a new headset or do you think it'll be something else? I don't think we really need a headset right now. Yeah. Of course we need sure, like, a roadmap for the future. Well, what Mike is actually uh, saying is right are they going to like show what they're working on like show a new oh, yeah. headset? I, I, that they're oh, not yeah, really yeah. like that they're going to release one? No. no. I don't no. I don't no, think they, so. Of course not. Of course a roadmap, yeah. I mean, of course like a, a roadmap or like some like indication of what they're working on. I do think that makes sense mm -hmm. to like see like what is the next step that they see as important for virtual reality and obviously oh, also yeah. AR because if they put it in their tagline it must be 
It must be something that, it, that yeah, they're doing with it. So they do that every time. I mean, we we could see the first glimpses of a quest three years ago. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was very basic. They didn't call it quest. They called it something else. So they always show like they're not scared of like showing something that they're like going to release later down the road. So I'm sure we're gonna see glimpses of what we can expect next. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And like. You know, I think it's going to be a VR AR headset. I don't think it's going to be like a dedicated AR headset. I don't think that we're ready for that right now. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to be like a, com- a competitor to HoloLens or Magic Leap. So I think it is going to be a VR headset that is capable mm-hmm. of AR pass-through. A bit um, like what Vive did, right? With Vive Pro, where they yeah, had this yeah. some... Yeah. yeah. Also, exactly. we, we don't yeah. know what what direction they see AR going. I mean, it could also be that it's more mm. like something that augments the virtual world because that's also a form of augmented yeah. reality. That yeah. to like to mm. bring your hands in better or to bring like objects yeah. from your environment into the virtual world. It could be more like that rather than like a standalone yeah. AR kind of experience. It could be that as well. Yeah, but like but like you rightly said, Nathan. You know. It, it was way back at OC4, like the first Oculus Connect I ever went to, um, where they had the Project Santa Cruz, which was, of course, mm-hmm. what the Quest turned out to mm-hmm. be. That, yeah. And they were they were doing very early demos there, like behind the scenes, like not everyone could get access to the demo, like only like real like high-end press could. Um, so maybe at this event, they might show off what they're working and they, you might be able to demo it behind the scenes. But like you say, I wouldn't expect a new headset on the market and until at least another year yet could be even longer could be two years but i think you know we will get at least a tease or an idea of what their vision is for the future anyway i think also a good question to ask is do they want to be like do they want to use the oculus brand as also their ai brand because like they they can also maybe they invested into you know Hmm. other companies that are more like as you said this is like ar but it's still vr as well so i think it's kind of taking small steps there for sure yeah i I think it's going to be interesting you know if i i do think whatever they release even if they do did release a dedicated ar headset i I do think it would be under the (laughs) oculus brand um but yeah it's going to be interesting i do think it will be a combination of both um in their next sort of generation rift whatever that will be um so that's going to be kind of interesting but let's um talk about what we what what is more likely uh and that is (laughs) let's talk about quest as as a whole um now obviously you know quest has done super well since it's released you know that's no secret developers are saying that you know their games are selling really well on the platform um so it's going to be interesting to see if they give us any official figures in terms of how many quests have been sold how much money they've made have they ever have they ever done that before (laughs) have they done it with Um, the rift like the original rift I think when I, they hit certain milestones, like originally when, like I think it was a week or two after the Quest launch, uh, Andrew Bosworth uh, of Oculus sort of said, "Oh, we, we've we've sold five million yeah. US dollars worth of software." So maybe mm-hmm. I think they're going to like. Let's be honest about it. The Quest has done super well, you know. Yeah. So I think they're going to be proud of that, and they're going to want to share that. So hopefully we do get some. It also, it also some makes information. Man, makes sense from like a like just a business standpoint. Like if. If they do well on a certain platform, which the Oculus Quest has done, then it will attract more developers and more money will start going around in that platform that also, as well. So true. Yeah. I do expect to see a lot more new uh, Quest titles being announced on OC6 as well. They should. They should for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any other sort of uh, Quest uh, predictions you guys I, got or any in the chat? So I have one. I think Echo is coming to Quest. And I mm-hmm. do, I like, I, that's just something I want. I'm not going to predict that, but I still think the quest is front heavy. I don't think they could, uh, mm-hmm. can solve that right now, but they could introduce a better strap. 
that mm-hmm. just comes with the new line of, they did it with the uh, Rift CV1 as well, where they slightly updated certain things. So you mm-hmm. still bought the same product, but it was a bit updated. Uh, I don't think they want to put like a stamp on a quest where it's like quest 2.0, because I think it's confusing yeah. the market, but they, they could do some work there. Maybe have an add-on. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but that would be nice. Sure. Also, I, I think that maybe it might make sense to like see more of like a like a homemade like social experience, like because it's still <laughs> owned by Facebook. To see something like that appearing yeah. on Oculus yeah. Quest, uh, where people yeah. instead of like just go to Facebook, go to their yeah, because Facebook Spaces has been in development for yeah. so long, it's quite silent. I I do expect them to still wanting to implement like yeah. a Facebook kind of system in there. Um, mm-hmm. As I said before. When I complained about not having Oculus Rooms with Quest, they did say that they were uh, about to announce something. If that's going to be something we have seen before with, like, I think what I think is going to happen is like what we have on PC right now with Oculus Rift is kind of going to be the same thing on, you know, the, the loot box opens and you get some stuff. You can invite some friends in there. But honestly, I do like the Oculus Go system more still yes. because it was so fun. It was so social. It's I miss so that too. system on any other platform. I totally agree. You know, Oculus Rooms on Go was it's an so amazing good. social experience. And, and being able to just hang out together, playing board games, uh, you know, watching clips from Facebook, yeah. sharing pictures, yeah. listening launching to the radio. Launching a game from that exact platform. Oh, yeah. That is launching. launching a game from that platform. So I, I, I think my prediction is that the, the Oculus Rooms will come to the Quest, and I hope that it gets parity across oh, Quest, Go, and Rift. Would be, would be good. That, I think that would be awesome. But yeah. as, as definitely, like, you know, like we, we tried it, you know, this whole, like, launching thing. And if you've never tr- seen it before because you've never tried the Oculus Go, let me sort of describe it for you. But basically, you can all be sitting on the couch together in VR in this in this yeah. home environment that you've customized. And and you, you can say, right, uh, let's play Dead and Buried, for example. And the game will tell you who has it on their system. So you'll know who can play. And then if you say uh, play as a group, then basically a character from that game came into our virtual yeah. home, which was like the ghost cowboy. And he was like, you guys ready to play or something? And we we're like, yeah, yeah, let's go. And then we all simultaneously jumped into the game and we're instantly in a and lobby still, together. still right? in, a, in a party, voice yeah. chat, everything. And, and that is exactly how, how it should be. You know, There's not yeah. a single other yeah. VR platform that is doing that. Not Oculus uh, Rift, not uh, Steam. Oh. None of them are doing that. That you can actually like form like a party in already like a game, just like you you would like in real life when you say, oh, you want to go and uh, play some football yeah. together. You meet up at someone's place, you go together to go and play, you know, that, that's such a, a logical system, but it hasn't been implemented probably. I don't know why, but uh, yeah, I, I would like to see that. And that's the crazy thing. It was on the go, but it never came yeah. to Rift. It never came to Quest. So I, I really hope that they roll this out. Oculus Rooms, yeah. like this is going to be across all systems now. You can play and meet up yeah. with each other and hang out. Yeah. I would love that. Um, just on a quick note, Echo Arena is coming to the Quest. Um, oh. They've already officially announced it. Oh, okay. Um, they are working <laughs> on that. Uh, and then that's why uh, Lone Echo 2 got delayed to next year because they're working on Echo Arena for Quest. Oh, yeah. uh, so, so I guess we're going to be able to play that next week. I would be surprised I, if we're I, not. I think they're, they're, they're throwing around with a lot of Quest titles. But as I said before to you, I hope we're going to see a roadmap where it's like, okay, okay, this is what we did. But okay, you know, this Christmas, you're going to be able to play this. And next year, we're going to have this and that and that. Um, because mm-hmm. otherwise, it's kind of like, okay, so Oculus uh, Connect had all these games, but... There's nothing else to play afterwards. I really want to see what I can, what I invested in for yeah. the upcoming you, year. 
you want them to be spread out. You don't want to yeah. eat them all at once. You no, want to sort of spread no. them out over the year. Yeah, yeah of course. I, I totally yeah. agree. Um, so, yeah. So we, let's talk about some games then, because uh, Population One is another big game that we know has been in the works for a long time. Um, and hopefully we get to play it at OC6, because this game is unique in that it's a, a, a Battle Royale game, but it's cross-platform with you Quest mean- and... And playable on Quest because it has been playable a couple of times. You know there were these mm-hmm. signups where you but could. So it's yeah. no secret that. But yeah, I, I think I think it's not really the matter if there are new games at the moment. But when the games that Oculus has announced are finally getting a launch date, I think like we see a yeah. lot of cool projects, but we're always like, yeah, delaying this or keep on pushing. But mm. we just want to know when we can play it, right? Also the climb, right? Because <laughs> climb, last year. Yeah. We, we were all there and we saw the fact that they said the climb is coming to quest and we were like holy crap how are they going to pull this off because the climb is a gorgeous looking game how are they going to make this work on the quest but we haven't heard anything about it since so well we know red matter worked fine um it wasn't a climb a game that was of course made by crytek in collaboration with oculus yeah it was an oculus funded so title. oculus is also but it has been confirmed that it was going like coming to mm. the quest right yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. So it's it, then it should still happen. Uh, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Mm, um, what about um Minecraft? Yeah. Do you think that and might I've been, happen? I've been reading a lot of stuff on that as well. Like a lot of people are saying that it might be uh coming to the Oculus Quest, right? <laughs> I, well, I sure I think now's yeah. a perfect opportunity for them, right? Yeah. Because you know, especially with PewDiePie playing like Minecraft like so much right now, there's so much hype around it. It still blows my mind that it, that this didn't happen any earlier. Yeah, <laughs> the heck, it could have happened like two years ago as well. Yeah, yeah. I think a but, lot of you know, people I think, would have actually bought more headsets if it did. Well, I, I think this is the thing. You know, certainly with the the, the younger audience, and I know uh, I say younger audience. I know there's plenty of older people out there who enjoy it as so well. <laughs> like like Zim is a huge fan of Minecraft. Uh, you yeah. know, playing it in VR too. But I think it could appeal uh, to a broader audience and bring people to the platform. So it would be a mm-hmm. super smart move if they did bring a proper legit six and, degrees and of how freedom. How many platforms Minecraft. is it? Like it's you can you can play it probably on your Google Home by now. Like so, I mean, like exactly. it, it's a no-brainer. It needs yeah, to be exactly. on there. Yep. So um, uh, I see like uh, some people talking about you know Facebook because I mean in the end Oculus doesn't really exist anymore. It's Facebook who runs the show nowadays. Um, but interesting part is, do you guys think that? We're gonna see more integration of Facebook. Like I, I remember with the DK two. People and also the C1 people are like, oh, you know, Facebook, Facebook is buying the company now and we're, it's all going to be Facebook, right? And they have been taking very small steps, but are we going to see a more jump now where it's like, hey, Facebook is more, because Quest, for example, Facebook doesn't really have much presence in Quest itself, right? They do have on the Bucks and the Iron and Oculus Connect. It's like Oculus Connect from Facebook or like Oculus from Facebook. But it, like, do you think we're going to see... They still don't want to force that they I don't think they ever want to force people into having a Facebook account to get in there. No. But no. They they are about, you know, getting people all socially into VR. Or yeah. are they still focused on more selling headsets and it's like, not really about what happens inside uh, VR at the moment? I know it's like a little bit like more of like an unpopular opinion, but it actually makes a lot more sense for a company like Facebook to own something like Oculus, I think, because VR is such a social platform in itself. It's really about connecting people that are like so so much distance in between. It's, it's really like if you haven't tried VR yet, I think VR is a, a total new way of playing a game together with other people. It's it's such a 
um, immersive experience. I, I know people who actually who have a long distance relationship that actually bought VR headsets that are now meeting each other in social platforms such as Old Space or such as whatever, and they actually mm. have like conversations there instead of like doing it over the phone. So I do think mm. that from not from a gaming perspective, but like from a more social perspective, it makes perfect sense for a company like Facebook, who also has a lot of money to spend on this kind of stuff, mm. that they that they bought a company like Oculus. But but I don't I don't think they're going to push the Facebook aspect no, no. into it, VR. It wouldn't make sense uh, to do yet. that. Uh, because I, I think generally that like <clears throat> I think generally public consensus is the distrusting of the Facebook brand. I, I think, you know, based on yeah. you know the Cambridge yeah. Analytica thing mm-hmm. and everything else, it's yeah. kind of understandable that that people are a bit wary. So I think it wouldn't be wise for them to to brand something. No, but they then, then they just brand <laughs> Oculus. Like people use WhatsApp, people use Instagram, but in the end you're still using Facebook. Using in a Facebook, way. yeah. Um, I, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But, um, but I, yeah. But yeah, um, I, I don't I don't think so. I don't think okay. so. Um, but in terms of the quest, uh, before we sort of move on to Rift, um, uh, a couple of other predictions. We know already, you know, about Oculus Go emulation. We mentioned it on the uh, previous mm. episode of the podcast that the quest is getting Go emulation. So some Go games will be working on quest, which is great. Um, we're also likely going to get Vader Immortal Episode 2 at the oh, event. Of course, of course. Uh, yeah. That's a big game for them. Um, and then the big one, which, you know, I, I think, you know, is, is one of my predictions and I, I mentioned it briefly <laughs> on a previous episode as well, is that I would be surprised that if Oculus don't provide a, an official way of streaming PC VR games from the Oculus platform from PC to Quest, because, you know, third party applications from SideQuest have been available for a long time. And, you know, the, the Steam VR streaming yeah. of content from a PC to Quest works surprisingly well you know zim zim has been playing you know no man's sky remotely um you know from his from other places in london you know when he's, he's playing the vr game you yeah. know streamed from from scotland so it does work um and i would be surprised if oculus don't want to get in on that action and say well this is an official method to do so it they see it as a threat t- in a way where it's like we kind of need to have our own official thing because otherwise it's going to get out of hand it just means that they could they can open up the Rift platform but, to Quest owners, and especially yeah, if there's then, a bigger yeah, but, market yeah, but then, now. Yeah, but Do then you think that it makes sense? That no, because then no. the Quest will become like a direct yeah. competitor for the Rift S, right? I, Wouldn't the, they kill the, like the, lines, the Rift S sales? Yeah, but the platform has also become too close to each other, where like a Quest is almost a uh, Rift, and then. Uh, you know what I mean? I do get it, but on the other side, you have they have all these sex apps. Go. Quest and you kind of upgrade from one to the other, and if you yeah. if you don't do that, then why should you buy a certain headset? Yeah, like I, I understand your point, but I think you know the 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 amount of people that probably have a PC capable, uh, you know, is is relatively small. So I don't I don't think it necessarily would compete with Rift, but I just think it gives that added functionality that people that have that option would really enjoy. Yeah, you know, no, like that's true. It's true. So, I don't. I don't think Oculus sees the streaming as a threat, though. But I. I do think it annoys them to a certain point. And we have I seen like this them. Quest. I've never seen any headset get a, getting modded so much before. This this yeah. Quest is capable of so many cool things. <laughs> I wish it was open, and they would kind of because we have talked about this before with SideQuest. SideQuest is doing very well. They have a mm. lot of users joining in. Of course, it's still mainly the VR community that is on there, like the mm. consumers that are kind of outside of this whole bubble, they still just use the store. But you do mm. see that it's it's this Quest has a lot of capabilities mm. that they should maybe 
cash into and also yeah. make official. So I agree I, with that. I, I still yeah. I still think it's more of a thing of like if we open everything up, uh, we're open up our system as well. So I still think it's it's much more of like, you know, a little bit like the Apple approach that they're trying to lock people into a system, uh, like in, in an environment mm. to an, an if, mm. whatever it is, uh, yeah. call it whatever you want. But I think it's important because it's still very, you know, new, very yeah, small. It is very that new. That they, they want to like keep that like bubble around it as long as they can in order mm. to like let that grow so that they have a large market share on that. Um, I mm. think if they would open it up more, that it will become more difficult to control it, I think. But I, I think I think mm. the thing is, like right now, if you if you sideload on on SideQuest, you know, ALVR or virtual desktop or uh, RiftCat, you know, you can play Steam VR games, but you can't play Oculus titles unless you use Revive. And I can tell you it's it's not good because you're using Steam VR, then through Revive and through Oculus Home. It doesn't really work very well. So it's not a pleasant experience. Yeah. And that's Whereas why I think say if they opened it they up. Do it. No, but if, if they had a direct, you know, line to Oculus Home instead of going through mm-hmm. Steam VR and Revive, then it would probably be a smoother experience and it would be more than but they would have to support it. that as well because then they would have yeah. to test every single Steam title yeah. out there that is doing that as well. So, and they, they won't make any profit off of that, really. So, no, I, no, 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 they would shut my, my idea is that they would shut off Steam so they their official app wouldn't allow you to access Steam, just mm. Oculus Home, mm. which they already know is going to work I, with the controllers. I, I think, as I said before, if Let's say, for example, side quests and these other things, they become so big that it's kind of like, you know, they kind of lose money on it too because people will go somewhere else, other stores that are third party. Then I think mm. they start doing this kind of stuff you mentioned. But right now, there's still, a, a, I think, a very, like, I don't know the numbers, but a small group, a very small group yeah. who makes use out of this because, you know, exactly. setting all of that up is quite complicated. And most people just use a quest to to play bait or to play some super hot. They're yeah, not that's, looking that's further than... the then. beauties of the quest as well. You want to pick that up, mm. put it on, and like you're playing a game, yeah. you launch it, bam, you're in. But so I, I do think that that is still one of the major strengths of, of the Oculus Quest that have that really that yeah. like console experience. That's also how they advertise it as like yeah. a console experience. Yeah. Besides that, okay. something I also want them to really... Like there are some things like... Uh, that I just want them to seriously announce now where I'm like, like Oculus Rooms is one example. You can't tell me that we're gonna wait another year for, you can't make that happen, right? Like you gotta make it social. And that's the same with cloud saves. Cloud saves, it's a must. If you buy a headset, a Quest, a Rift, a Go, you pay for the service as well. Right now there is no service. I don't pay for for a social experience. It's not Mm -hmm. social until I go into an app that is social. And it's the same with cloud saves. I want Oculus to save my storage, my save games safely. And when I want to, for example, uh, uh, transfer my files to another Quest or change my profile, whatever, I just want that, that should be the standard. Should be the standard. Should be announced at Oculus Connect. If they don't, it's a big letdown, for sure. Another, another good point that we actually missed and was picked uh, uh, up here on the chat is that uh, Eric Hartley said uh, Oculus also doesn't know if you have a, a 56k uh, modem, a 2.4 gigahertz, a 5 gigahertz, or a 60 gigahertz internet, and a lot of that also depends, of course, on the quality of the streaming. So. Do they really want to cater to that like specific audience with like those high Wi-Fi band mm. networks? Then, yeah, mm. it's, I, I just don't see them doing that as they really want like more mm. VR for the masses. Uh, yeah, it would it would be more likely if they start banning it when it becomes popular from a third party perspective. 
Interesting. Yeah. So just to round up Quest then, um, what game are you guys looking forward to playing the most next week uh, on, on Quest? I, uh, for, for me, uh, that would definitely be Vader Immortal. Yeah, same. I, yeah. Same. The thing is, I like honestly, like last year, I kind of knew what was going on, but this this Oculus Connect is kind of a mystery in some way. Yeah. And I, as mm. I said before, I know there are going to be a lot of Quest games, and that's a good sign. Um, yeah. <clears> but <throat> what those titles are, I seriously don't know because yeah. these developers that are on the show have like serious NDAs. I met so many developers who said like. You know, we're working with Oculus, but when or what? They 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 are very serious about that. Very serious. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Where yeah. others are sometimes like, okay, Nathy, listen, uh, backdoor, you know, backdoor information. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But there are a lot that are not taking the risk at all, at all. Yeah, that's that's understandable. Of course. Uh, but yeah, Vader Immortal, I think, uh, is the one I'm hyped about the most, and the climb if they announce it, I think I'd be very excited yeah, for as well. The, it's time for the climb as well. I think mm-hmm. I think Zim would be would be saying Minecraft, so I'll, I'll answer for Zim Minecraft, on his yeah. behalf. Yeah. Um, so let's move into Rift then. Obviously, we know the Rift S launched uh, earlier this year. I don't think we're going to get a new Rift anytime soon. Like I said at the beginning, I think we'll get teased a new PC VR headset with AR functionality, but I think it'll be a long way off yet. Is there um, is, is this whole let's say Rift Pro like kind of high end like Valve Index kind of stuff? Is that still relevant, or is this kind of we're kind of going the standalone route? I feel like, and if it is PC VR, it's it's just standard kind of normal casual, but not super over the top high end, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I, I think that I think the Rift S, you know, it was their hand. They've already dealt that. I don't think they're going to be announcing a new Rift yeah. uh, also, at this event. If you just look at the um, success, for imminent release anyway. If you just look at the success of uh, of the Oculus Quest, it makes sense that they want to push in that direction further. Yeah, I think so. Even and, and, and like something it. that that we've kind of harped on about on the show, you know, recently, more so recently, like with the Index release and the Cosmos release, is that we're kind of done with uh, new hardware right now. You know, like we don't need a better resolution headset to play the same games that we were playing two, three years ago. Because they're that the, you know like Beat Saber is still like probably one of the number one VR games, um, and and that's that's a problem for the industry because we need mm. to keep New having games. these amazing games you know that keep us in the headsets. So I don't think hardware is the biggest issue. I think software and games uh, and reasons to stay in the headset are going to be the well, biggest I, issues. Especially with Rift S, I pointed it out before. These games that were on the box of the Rift S, they are still not out. Uh, I haven't seen much activity on Oculus Home either. A lot of shuffleware, quality control seems to be out of the window on that that spot. Uh, Quest, mm-hmm. of course, has taken so many developers that are just like, you know, you know, uh, screw a PC VR right now. I'm going <laughs> to develop for a standalone. And you can see that. It's like yeah. this, this ghost town on... Sometimes you have a few titles, but it's not like it like the Rift CV1 had, where it was picking up a pace. And they're also not really like this before where they had every month a new title. They don't do that at the moment. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally agree. Um, so yeah, I do think the focus will be on games. Um, you know, obviously we've got some real big hitters in the works. Stormland. You know, I'm I'm super hyped for that yeah, game. Yeah. Uh, we got to play it again at PAX, and, and it's launch, looking launch time. And it just like Stormland, they have been demoing this game for now two years or something. Yeah. I've seen it yep. so many times. I'm like, yeah, great to see all this gameplay. Just launch it for the freaking consumers. We've seen enough yeah. of this game. Honestly, they could release it now. But well, maybe they're not that, ready yet in development. That could be the case, but... We know that, that Stormland's releasing in the fall. Uh, yeah, now, but, no, but that's know. since, since yeah. a few months that we oh, know yeah. stuff like that. 
we, we don't have a release date for Asgard's Wrath, I don't think. I think, or unless that's fall as well, but I'm not sure on that one. Uh, Lone Echo, like I mentioned earlier, that's next year. Yeah. Um, Ubisoft, yeah. you know, I, I, I'd love to see them announce what they're working on at the show, um, whether that Splinter be Assassin's Cell. Creed or Splinter Cell. Cool. I'd love Splinter Cell. Like, you know, I think that'd be epic. Um, but Respawn, I think, is the biggest hype. Yeah. Uh, for OC6 because we've been told already that we're going to be able to play whatever Respawn has been working on yeah. at the event. Uh, but we still don't know what the game is called. We still don't know the no. setting it's in. Um, but we talked about it on a previous episode of the podcast where you know, I'd kind of went back to the original teaser that they dropped at like OC4 two years ago. And uh, when you listen to what the developers are saying and the kind of words they're using, like, you know, we want an authentic experience. We want players to understand what it's like to be a soldier on the battlefield and feel that anger and feel that, that, that you know, that pain and, the, you know, the reason why you're doing it, you know, all. And it kind of got me thinking, you know, and I mentioned this before on the show that I, I don't, as much as I would want a modern day first person VR shooter from Respawn I don't think that will happen I, I do think it will be likely set in the past so like a World War One or World War Two mm-hmm. game where you really they really sort of focus on the emotional side of being like in yeah. in, in that environment you know and, like the battlefield and you know leaving your family behind yeah. and and, and you, you know that brother in arms kind of like mm-hmm. com- camaraderie I think they'll really focus on that instead yeah. that's my guess anyway and, and I do think that that is um, again, because we we talked about it already a few times during this podcast, like diff- like VR is such a different medium compared to regular mm-hmm. gaming, and those like kind of things get conveyed so much better. Emotions get conveyed so much better in virtual because you get like that human aspects of like movement and like eyes, like right like right in front of you, uh, and that is really like that power of immersion. And I'm I'm glad that a, that a company like Respawn is uh, uh, is like taking that to heart and like is like thinking about like how can we do something different compared to what we usually do because you know it's mostly it's this high packed action title so uh, i yeah. i do like that kind of uh, approach uh, for this game yeah. yeah yeah do you guys think it will be something like that or do you think it will be like Titanfall like or or apex legends or something the, the, else you know on one like I, I i i do trust respawn but on the other side i'm like i'm just gonna wait until it's 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 playable yeah, there and then i want to see if it's good or not because i've seen a few titles that oculus teased that weren't good at all and i was i was actually i thought they were going to be great but then in the end they didn't plus there this is the only thing pc vr wise it's concerning Mm. it's very concerning because if it is a shooter a shooter is not for everyone not everyone likes a shooter same with no man's sky you know no man's sky awesome game it's maybe for more people because it's kind of you know having different genres in one but there is nothing else and that makes me very disappointed in one way. I'm very happy Respawn is taking the job too. But if we are all taking our hopes up for only this, and there's nothing else PC VR-wise, what else are we going to play? Because we're not going to play this game every day. Maybe if it's a, it's like a super solid multiplayer shooter, maybe. But I'm like, well, is no one asking where the rest is? Yeah. What's mm. going on with Rift S? I wouldn't buy a Rift S just for respawn response title right now. Mm. There must be more that keeps you, you know, in the loop. But at least you have more than what other platforms have. You know, that is true. You know, like that if you buy true. an index right now, you're very upset, I think, you know, because yeah. you yeah. don't have that that, <laughs> that that decent library of content other than stuff that's we've already played, yeah. you know, a, a year or two ago. Um yeah. 
and, and that's the the upsetting thing. You know, you want that first party game from from Valve. Same with Oculus. You want that first party game from Oculus. But hopefully, like you say, you know, Ubisoft. We know that they're working yeah. on something. Hopefully, they bring something to the table. You know, we've got Stormland, Asgard's Wrath, and Lone Echo Two. Yeah. But yeah, I want to see more. And of course, more. they can. They, like last year, also they announced some stuff out of nowhere. But based on mm. what we know, this is all we kind of know, right? Um, yeah, I, I'm just. I just want Oculus to show that they are more dedicated to PC VR as well. Right now, mm. I would place my bets on standalone, just also content-wise. I feel like right now, even buying a Rift S is kind of risk. Buying a Valve Index is also a risk. Just buying any PC VR headset right now is kind of risk. Yes, you could say back catalog, there's still a lot to play. But let's say the longer you are a PC VR user, the more bored you get. Because yes, yeah. maybe... If you own a headset the first year, it's fun. But what is going to happen after two years or three years? Mm. You know, I, I enjoyed wave-based shooters for a year. And then I started to notice, like, oh, I'm always doing the same. And then I started to get bored of it. So you, yeah. it's, like, it's like a line that goes up, right? Um, so yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I just want to play it and see how good it is. I just hope it's really, a, like, a good physics-based shooter, a good simulator, not arcadey in a way, like, really you know action-packed in a way we haven't yeah. seen before realistic in a way we're like wow this is epic like you know you always see those battlefield trailers where you know you run around and something crashes and so much is going on you have these crazy conquest things going on but not let's say uh, a, a reskin of call of duty nuketown in small maps now i want to see some real you know some yeah Something we haven't seen before, basically. Yeah, but again, you know, like a, a <laughs> solid lineup for the future. You know, like uh, yeah, you know, like like in the original CV One days, like you mentioned, they had they had a pillar game yeah. every month. Lone Echo, super like what, hot, etc. Yeah, great. A bit like what the Switch is doing now. You know, they they, they release a first party like pillar game every few months and then they've got all the indies in between that kind of support it but you you always know that you're going to have a big game yeah. to look forward to at least in yeah. a month or two so yeah I, I do agree with that um do you think they're going to release any um audio solution or anything like that maybe um you know official branded oculus headphones or, or anything think. like that for based for on the based on like the the backlash I don't know, like, again, it, it felt like a big backlash, but was it really? That's that's the question, because I think people mm. just that bought their first headset, I think they're fine I'm with more than it. Happy and they're with like, it. Yeah. whatever, you know, I got I got a fun headset. <laughs> so, so, so this was something that they released, I think it was uh, OC3 or OC4, I can't remember, but they, they, they released these official Oculus Rift earbuds. So yeah. I wonder if they'll make a, an official accessory. Uh, headphones headphones of, would be welcome, I think. Well, like, like, like the clip-on ones that I use, you know, the PSVR Mantis yeah. ones, you know, the clip-on ones, they worked really great. So something like that with a tidier, you know, uh, cable run, that would be, uh, I'd be down for that for sure. Um, so yeah, they're, they're sort of like our predictions, really. I, I think, you know, although the hardware is interesting, I think it's going to be teased. <laughs> we might get to try it, but, you know, more excited about the content, more excited about the games. I that's going to so. keep us in the headsets that we've already got right now. I think that's what we're all kind of saying here. Yeah. In terms of PC games, the one you're looking forward to the most uh, out of the sort of ones we mentioned, which one are you <laughs> more ones, excited the, to play? The one. There is only one. Now, maybe Vader well, like, Mortal is also PC, so maybe... Yeah, know, it is, like it is, it is. Lone Echo 2, I think that is still the one that I'm very excited yeah. about. Yeah, I know you're a big fan of the original one. Yeah, I really like that one. Yeah. For me, it, it is the Respawn title. You know, I've got a well, lot of yeah. faith well, in those guys. We don't know what it is. Yeah, we don't know what it is, but I've got a lot of faith in it. That's the one I'm looking forward to finding out about and playing the most, I think. Because like yeah. you said, we've played Asgard's Wrath, we've played Stormland. It's got to be playable. 
no, Go the ready. title that I'm most excited about. Uh oh. The that is gonna get announced probably during OC six. Half Life VR. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think uh, the Valve would troll troll us again like I they did at PAX? So. I think yeah? so. That, that think would be super interesting. Something's gonna happen. Yeah. But then, then again, or, I'm gonna use the same argument. You can have a respawn title. You can have a Half Life title. But what what next to that are you gonna play? Yeah, it's still just yeah. one game. Although no, I, I I forgot the game that I really want to play at OC six. Credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Same here, by the way. Yeah, I totally forgot. I said, you know, forget about it. There are enough PC VR games coming. We have credit cards. We don't have to worry anymore. (laughs) The game we've been looking for. Uh, But let let us know, of course, in the comments um, what game you're most excited to play on either Quest or or Rift. Or maybe you've got like a wild card, you know, something that you'd really love to see at this show. I mentioned this on my my video roundup of like my predictions. So um, that my... That my wild card would be like super hot too, or like I, I would love a, a sequel to super hot. You know, OC6. so something else that we have seen last year that nowadays feels more random. The longer, uh, it, like the longer it's ago that we tried it, um, is we tried dead and buried. You know, the the whole arena thing. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if they want to like they they show off the quest its potential being. You know, bigger than just room scale, like really warehouse scale. Mm. But then this time they at least say this is not because consumers like, whoa, I can do this and whoa, amazing. But <laughs> I hope that that Oculus is maybe maybe they announce like Oculus Arcade and they have like licenses or like maybe but showing off something that is more arcade and they also kind of mm-hmm. make boundaries like this is arcade, this is something else. But it's mm-hmm. fun and you will be able to experience this at, let's say we start with six locations in LA, mm-hmm. in Vegas, in whatever place it's booming to play VR. You know what I mean? Something Oculus Arcade, best name ever, right? Best name ever. <laughs> but I think it would be super smart. Something like The Void, you know, location-based experience. You know, we, we saw um, Space Pirate Arena, you know, yeah, announced that not that long ago. Hopefully we get to demo that because that, that looks awesome. That's what people have been saying in the chat as well, Space Pirate, Space yeah. Pirate Arena. Yeah, but that's something yeah. that could only work if it's an arcade title. Like, you can't tell me that uh, Oculus is not going to allow any games on there that really require you, like, a, almost like a, I don't know what kind of size. I don't think they want to do that. Or do they nowadays? Well, I, I think the issue is, like, especially with the Dead and Buried experience and this, like, uh, that was very you know, big, arena, by the way. Very I, big. I think you need some sort of, like, central server doing the work uh, between the two headsets. I don't think you can directly pair the two headsets yeah. and play locally together like but that. But Space Pirate is a single player, so that could work. But well, no, no, it's multiplayer I, as well, the, the arena one. We is. could we could see a shift because you know what I noticed is that when the Quest came out, Oculus social, me- social media-wise was very wary of promoting people playing outside or, mm. you know, kind of like that was kind of like a no-go. And you saw mm. other developers that work together with Oculus also kind of not promoting it. But now I see, for example, Beat Saber nowadays is retweets people playing outside and it's, it's still kind of dangerous, but people do it. Um, so mm. I feel like their view on certain things, it sometimes takes a while with Oculus to see that. But in this case, I think with Quest, they they do see the, it's, it's just epic that this headset yeah. is able to like if you if you're at like an airport or I think they're gonna kind of promote that more where they first want to do like you play in your living room that's where it's for and now I feel like they're gonna be more like hey airport Open. and and supermarket and then you know things like that I think they're gonna kind of use it yeah. more in their advantage. 
Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. Any other cool suggestions in the chat as to things that people predict game-wise? Really interested in game predictions. Games. Well, um, that's a yeah. good one. Space Pirate Arena is a popular one, of course. Yeah, Space Pirate um, Arena looks great. It does look great. Aspire 1, that's what someone says. Aspire okay. 1, yeah. Coming soon as well. Star Trek Coming Bridge soon. Crew needs a sequel. Um, I agree. Um, more co-op games for sure fail space hopefully we get to see some more of that game as well oh, yeah. that game looks yeah. cool fail space oh. um yeah it's it's like i think people also in the chat are kind of um struggling because you don't really know like it's not as i said it's a mysterious event it's not that we yeah. know that much we don't really know yeah. anything basically no we <laughs> that's know what it comes we down don't, to we, we don't have we don't have any we know a lot of games we know lots of games but what those games are gonna be it could be another you know, card game, rhythm game, shooter game. It's always there's always a shooter. There's always a new shooter. That's the thing. Yeah. But there's I think, always I think, a new shooter. Yeah, that, always like a new that, shooter. That's a perfect line to and end. a puzzle, there's and a puzzle game, and a puzzle a game. New too. shooter. <laughs> yeah, very hopeful. I, I, I think. I think as well, like alongside obviously playing new games and checking out new hardware, if they show anything after the event, it's just hanging out with people that are so passionate about VR as well that's as we the are. That's the best part you know, about OC. That that's, is the best that's part. The best part. They call it Oculus Connect because it is about connecting, connecting with other people. It's the VR event to go to. And it's like it, like you have certain people you know very well. It feels like friends and family coming together. Yeah. Also yeah. new, like developers, for example, being able to give you a demo somewhere at a random spot. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, people standing in line, uh, getting their demos tested uh, with Karma, getting feedback. It's, it's, like, it's like so much more than just Oh, you can play games, and there are these announcements, and and uh, Mark Zuckerberg is on stage again. Um, it's it's so much more than that. It's just that yeah. you have to kind of experience that to know what that's like. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's exactly. definitely that's what I'm most excited for to meet people again. It's not the games yeah. or the the hardware, uh, and and that's something I, I I'm kind of happy with is that last year Quest and Rift as and everything it was was super chaotic. It's really intense to try to cover everything, um, but in this case, you can kind of also focus more <laughs> on just you know enjoying, enjoying the event. It, yeah. It's it's always like you can, you can still enjoy the event, but it's different. It's yeah. like a rat race in the end. It's like oh, oh I got I got to upload a video as well, right? Or I got to do this, I got to do that, and it's not as you know, it's not the same thing as just going there and be like. You know what? I'm just going to talk to someone now. I don't care who yeah. it's going to be, but let's just yeah. talk. Yeah. So if you're going to the event and you see us around, feel free to come and say hi. Always uh, up for meeting cool new people. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's what it's all about Definitely. connecting. So, uh, so let me just do a quick recap. If we've got uh, maybe one question, we can take one question before we wrap up. Uh, so just a reminder this is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. You can also catch the show live in VR and chat uh, with other people uh, using big screen TV, which is a really cool way to check out the show. Uh, the show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, and also Spotify. And like wow. I said, we're going to be doing the show from OC6 next week. Yeah. Also, leave a like, by the way, on this stream. <laughs> on leave this a video. like. Or it's maybe like a video out. now. I don't know. So someone yep. is asking, who's going to hold the microphone this year? <laughs> Nathie's a pro at that, so I'm going to leave that to him. Yeah, we sure. are going to bring the microphone because we do like that kind of vibe to it. It's kind of cool. I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's, and like packing a blue yeti in your uh, suitcase, like it adds like half the weight of your allowance. So uh, I'm yeah. happy that Nathan's going to be having his uh, microphone again. But yeah, he did a great job at packs, so I trust him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm 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 honored actually to hold the microphone in front of these superstars that I'm <laughs> having a podcast with. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we're uh, we're we're hyped for the show. Like yeah, I say, we're we're definitely. leaving in a couple of days. Not that long now. And then uh, I think, I don't know when you guys are back. Uh, I'm back the following Wednesday. I, uh, I'm, I think I'm, I'm immediately after the event, I'm going back home. because I, okay. I will also be the back HTC. the same week. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So, Mike, you're going to okay. be on holiday, right? Well, I'm going to try. But He's going to try. That's going to happen. I'm, I'm going to try and take a couple of days out Where are you San going? Francisco, Where are you going? San Francisco. So, in the yeah. chat, if you're, for, if you're in the Bay Area, give Mike some tourist tips. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Al- places, Alcatraz. Places. Alcatraz is kind of cool. Yeah, I want to do that in the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, Ooh, that's, yeah, that's nice. And and there's also, but that's just my jam. Like Disney Museum, there's like this cool Walt Disney Museum. So yeah, I'm gonna do a lot of shopping fun? and eating as well. Yeah, <laughs> shopping. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that is the show this week. I hope you guys and girls have enjoyed it. Have a great week in VR. Enjoy the Oculus Connect keynotes. Uh, we'll obviously recap on what we got right yes. and what we got wrong, if anything. Um, and we'll see you next weekend. So until then. Take care. Bye-bye for now. Bye. Bye. See ya. (laughs) See ya. (laughs)